0: Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Good morning, Vietnam! You are great. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. I
1: have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of, of bubblegum. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct.
2: When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious... You're listening to the 30-Something Movie Podcast. Classic movies, 30 years in the making. What is the 30-Something Movie Podcast? Hi. I have I have a whole gaggle of people with me.
0: Gaggle?
2: Gaggle. I haven't been gaggled gaggle in a long time. Well, you have a baby, so... It's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we've got almost the whole team is here, except for Bo.
1: Hi,
2: Bo. Hi,
0: Hi, Bo. Hope
2: you're doing all right. New job, new position. Bo has new job, new position, so he's he's got a little bit more work going on. So uh, Was not able to join us this time, but he might call in and and leave us a message that we can add in after the fact. But we do have Dennis with us. Hello. Dennis brought his own food this time. Yo. So that's that. Uh, We have Jeff. Hi. Jeff is back from Babyland. I'm just temporarily. Just visiting. Yeah. Okay. And Pat. Hey, hey. Everybody knows Pat. We're here for the 200th. I guess that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Two hundredth epiversary. Two hundredth epiversary spectaculario podcast. Mm-hmm.
3: Spectaculario. Yeah,
2: I think it's Spanish. Mm-hmm. I don't remember oh. though.
3: Whatever. It's exciting, I, whatever I, it I is. Took, I took
2: exciting. French in high school, so I don't know. So we're here tonight. We don't have a specific movie that we're talking about tonight, but mm-hmm. we are going to be talking a little bit about some of our guilty pleasure movies. Mm-hmm. Um, movies that, what, were, what some of the other categories were, movies that are well, midnight movies. So and,
3: these categories and definitions of have just sort of, they, they've continued to morph as our conversations have gone on. And I have a feeling they're going to continue to morph as our conversation continues tonight. They've morphed and grown just like we have. <clears throat>
2: it's not in the right ways. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, very, very quickly before we get going, this again, this is our 200th episode. Wow. Um, I do need to say so just at the very beginning here, that th- thing. We're recording are you, here. Are you uh, doing all right?
3: You want to mute that? We're trying to record.
2: You playing uh, music over there? Or? No. Oh, okay.
3: You hear music? I don't
2: know. heard a notification pop up somewhere. Oh, okay. It's really messing with the audio quality here. <laughs> And you, the digital film guy, of all people, should be like... Digital film, not digital audio guy. I know, I didn't say that. Wait
4: till it That way it'll mask the crunching of the chips,
2: Uh Uh-huh. So anyway, we do spoil the events of the movies that we talk about, and we're going to talk about a whole slew of movies tonight. So, um, just so you're aware, we... uh, If we mention a movie's name, we're probably going to say at least a few things about it. So we might spoil... A few... Endings and events and things like that. Beginnings and whatnot. So, just... Spoiler alert! Right off the bat, uh, we're gonna spoil whatever we talk about. So just be aware of that. Be <laughs> ready. Any movie can be <clears> spoiled any, any, at any possible time. movie, at even movies given. that haven't come out yet. Let's spoil. Let's spoil one that hasn't come out yet. Star Wars Episode Nine.
3: Uh, they be, it's they, be,
2: they all die. It's gonna be in space. They all die. Okay.
3: That's how you end the Skywalker okay. franchise. They all die. They all
2: die. Cool. All right. You okay, Pat? I have Don't problem. worry, the Falcon lives. I'm excited about the Millennium Falcon. Falcon lives. Actually, the Millennium Falcon crashes. Yeah, It gets completely destroyed. But they take the pieces that are left and they make it into a space motorcycle. That would be cool. Okay. I, almost, I wanted him to feel better. No, no.
1: I was When I sent out the, you know, the return of Captain Picard, mm-hmm. people rumored Earth Star Voyager sequels. I said, the only thing that could
2: be cooler is if Star Trek featured a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. It did. Awesome. Wow. So, uh, yeah, so we had that. Um, We did have, it's completely disappeared from my screen now, so I don't have the person who did it, Um, but we did have somebody that sent us kind of a Photoshopped version of a poster created as if you were going to do like an Earth Star Voyager um, like 30 years later kind of a thing. So that was very cool. We've got some movies we're going to talk about tonight. As Jeff said, the categories are basically guilty pleasures, kind of comfort movies, the kind of stuff that... It just makes you feel good when you watch them, or just you can put them on at any point in time. Um, so we've got a couple different categories, and we will kind of... They might sound similar, but we've got maybe a, a bit of a definition to go with each one. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just a bit. Let's we'll see how it goes. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, so very quickly, before we get into all that stuff, too, uh, if you have not yet left us a review on iTunes, if you are enjoying the show, and you want to leave us a review on iTunes, please go ahead and do that, or Google Play, any of the places you get your podcasts. Um, also, please, if you want to get in touch with us, visit our website, 30podcast.com. That's the best way to get a hold of us if you want to do it by email, voicemail, Twitter, any of those things. I have two announcements very, very quickly for our little news section here. Uh, one of... Thank you. I
3: don't
2: know. little little newsreel. Sure. Nothing. Sure. Um, because it's, we don't have enough money to add in the actual sound effects. We so, don't. No. Um, we are going to have, coming up soon. Not sure when we're going to have a special Christopher Robin episode for the movie that just came out with a uh, guest host from hopefully. the Disney Vault Talk podcast. If, hopefully,
3: if if we can make if we can make it happen.
2: Yeah, so we're going to try to arrange um, the hosts of that podcast are Teresa Delgado and Steve Lawson. We're going to have Teresa hopefully be able to come hopefully. on and do a, a podcast with us on Christopher Robin.
3: I've started. So I started listening to Disney Vault Talk towards the end of last school year, and basically it's just, it's the two of them. They go through. All the Disney animated movies in sequential order, and just each episode is about a different animated movie. Um, loving Disney as much as I do, I love that podcast. So I started, you know, following the podcast on Twitter. I followed the hosts on Twitter, and recently the other night, Teresa had gone out to see Christopher Robin, and tweeted that uh, if anyone, seriously, if anyone wants to podcast about this movie, let me know. So I replied, okay, whatever. I'm letting you know. (laughs) And uh, I got in touch with her, and we messaged back and forth a little bit, and hopefully we're going to be able to make it happen, that we will have a very knowledgeable Disney person join us for a conversation about Christopher Robin. Again, if if we can get all the timing to work right. And I I know John has seen the movie. I haven't seen Mm -hmm. it yet. I'm hoping to see it soon. I don't know if you guys plan on going to see it. it. I will is that on your I haven't radar seen it radar, yet Pat?
1: but um you know we're kind of getting at the stage where we are looking for family movies um, to bring the kids to which is kind of redundant so definitely on the radar so that would be that would be very cool especially with
3: the uh, the guests that you're speaking Yeah. With. so that I'm hoping that we neat. can get to that uh, sometime before school starts Cool. just so we have it on our awesome. our, our calendars to awesome. start thinking about and planning but awesome. yeah so hopefully like I said we uh, we make that happen and welcome Teresa onto our, our show and if we're lucky, she'll come back and join us for other Disney movie discussions.
2: Yes. Cool. And uh, if you are if you're even on the fence at all about going to see that movie, if you've read any of the critics, anything like that, I, the only thing I will say, because I have seen it, is ignore the critics. Don't. Just go and watch it for yourself because a lot of the, a lot of the reviews that the critics have given, I don't agree with them at all. Like, I, I, yeah. And that's all I'll say. Okay. Because I don't want to give anything else away, but um, I completely do not agree with most of what I've seen from the critics, so go see it for yourself. If you are a Winnie the Pooh fan at all, then go see this movie, because I think you will absolutely love it. Cool. All right. Uh, And we took, when we went to go see the movie, we had my mother in law went with us, the kids were with us, so you had multiple generations. Everybody loved the movie. Um, Even my son, who's not necessarily a huge Winnie the Pooh fan, don't know why, but. Um, we all make mistakes from time to time. We all have the right to be wrong,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I think. Um, even he enjoyed it. So I think this is a movie that anybody anybody would be able to enjoy, no matter what age or or inclination you have. All right, the only other thing I got here is uh, there was an announcement yesterday that Robert Redford has announced his retirement from acting. Mm. So yes, he's decided that he is done. He is now, is he 80, 81 years old? Like that, Somewhere yeah. around there.
3: Although he's, um, he hasn't ruled out directing continuing to right,
2: direct right but as far as as far as he's concerned it kind of sounds like at this point he's like done Eastwood. with acting maybe Eastwood was the one that well, it might have been Clean Eastwood maybe, I, we were you and I were talking earlier Yeah, that, we we're trying to figure out
3: who recently What other actor recently and now quote-unquote announced, quote unquote, announced mm-hmm. that they're going to retire from acting yeah and we know that Connery a while back had mm-hmm. said he's done acting but there's someone else we we're trying to think of might have been Eastwood Yeah. So, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. You know, like, and again, it, it kind of begs the question: Why formally? Why do you have to formally announce just don't up, yeah. you're not mm-hmm. going to act anymore? Like, why don't you just stop doing movies? Yeah. But yeah. maybe people
4: keep bothering. Them.
3: That's the only thing I can yeah. think of. That you know, so just by
4: announcing it, they don't. Send them yeah. a script.
1: Maybe podcasts sit around and discuss, like, dude, what happened to that guy? Can no one hire him? You know, like it just kind of gets out of there ahead of the whole news.
2: So basically Robert Redford didn't want to listen to us complain about why he's not in movies anymore? Maybe
1: he wants to mow his lawn well, at can... things. Could be. Or have Val Kilmer do it. I don't know. Just... To do. right,
3: yeah. Well, apparently he's getting in shape for Top Gun 2. <sighs> mm-hmm. A lot of lawn mowing for that.
1: Excitement. Topper gun.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Topper gun? Topper <laughs> gun.
3: Feel the need. Uppermost
2: gun. All right. All right, so I think that's all I got for news-type things. The only other things I will say <clears throat> is we did pass about 1,500 followers on Twitter, so... We have quite a few followers out there on Twitter, so thank you to everybody who's following us on there. Uh, I will jump in real fast then for the social media stuff and just say, since we've since we're talking on uh, Twitter, real quick, the feedback that I got from a couple of different followers that we have, uh, there is, and they kind of left us a, a, a list of the guilty pleasures, uh, guilty pleasure movies that they have, or comfort movies that they have. And so um, our friend Jason Colvin, who has replied back to us several times. Hi, Jason. Hey, Jason. Uh, At jcolvin24 on Twitter, he said that his comfort movies are Die Hard, Shawshank Redemption, and A Few Good Men. And his guilty pleasure movies are Dumb and Dumber, Smokey and the Bandit, and Cannonball Run. Nailed it. There we go. Dang. Nice. Uh, We have another podcast uh, following us, too, the Nerdium Podcast. So they are at Nerdium Podcast. And they just wrote Pure Comfort, and they left a uh, animated GIF of Batman 89. Excellent like, choice. That was their only pick. I don't so know. The, both
3: a- of those people, Jason and that other podcast, mm-hmm. Nerdium,
2: have become yeah. best friends with Pat. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Pat has i two- I've been
1: waiting for four years to talk about Pat.
2: <laughs> we were talking about this last time. We're like, I was like, you know what? I think just so that Pat can not explode. I think that when we get to 1989 next year, Batman just needs to be like the very first episode we do.
1: Well, we, we when we did the podcast on... What was that crappy movie we did a couple weeks ago? Tequila Sunrise. Tequila Sunrise. <laughs> it was funny because they, there was a rumor going around that mm. like Tequila Sunrise uh, sales in the box office, it was, it was a total rumor, inflated. Was, was inflated because people would go just to see the Batman, the 89 Batman trailer, and then they would leave as soon as the trailer was done. <laughs> and that was the rumor. So I said... What if we do this for the podcast? Let's let's bring every win in, thinking they're going to listen to uh, Tequila, Sunrise. Tequila Sunrise. Then let's just talk about '89 Batman, and then they're out, and we could kind of, mo- but we didn't. But I'm just saying that was. Cool. That's alright.
2: Now I will say before we even get going with this list, I am going to say that um, originally there were five squares. Yeah. Was... In each category, and then someone who might remain nameless, Jeff. Started adding more rows. I didn't know that was against the the rules.
3: Why is that against the rules? I don't know.
2: (laughs) I I added that one in there for you. Uh I saw that, yeah. Did you put Howard the Duck in? I did. Oh, you put Howard the Duck. I did. Charles from oh, okay. Movies of the yeah. 80s. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought maybe he was just sarcastically being like, I'm not filling out your table. Howard I, the Duck. No, I didn't. Oh, okay, all right. Donnie, this is podcasting. It's not NOM. There are rules. All right, so as we said, we are going to kind of, we, we may need to explain some of our categories just a little bit because we have some specific definitions that we've kind of Debated and talked about when it comes to what exactly is a guilty pleasure movie, and what is a comfort movie? Uh, let's see, what was one of our other pod uh, one of our other categories here was um, midnight movies. Now, Jeff, you put that one in, so you said movies to watch when you can't sleep.
3: Yeah, like do, like do you have a go-to thing that like oh it's 1 a.m. I'm wide awake. I'm just gonna watch this one again. Okay, The Exorcist.
2: <laughs> What's wrong with? Well, you? so that was <laughs> so that was my follow-up question for that one though is. Is that movies that will, even though you love them, it will make you fall asleep? Or movies that you're just like, well, I'm up anyway? It's a good question.
3: It's not so much that makes me... Because Exorcist
2: is not going to put me to sleep.
3: It's not It's not so much make me fall asleep as okay. it is just like, Soothe at me. that time of night, there's something about those movies yeah, that yeah. I yeah, just... Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, I can't watch some of those movies Ace during the, body the day. Body Snatchers? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Because are you trying, are you trying to sleep or not trying? To but sleep. I agree.
1: But like as I was I mean, coming I up with you, that <laughs> but in, with the answer, the, the, no, the categories down. for the midnight movies, mm-hmm. it was like, okay, if this is the reason I'm awake, I will watch these movies. If this is the reason I'm awake, yeah, I'll yeah, like there these are just movies. some
3: mm-hmm. movies that fit a certain mood. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, like, spoiler alert, one of my midnight movies is basketball. It's I water. can't. I basketball. Okay. I can't watch basketball during the day. I don't know why. It's just it. I I can try putting it on I'm because like, yeah. other people are awake and they make fun of you <laughs> well that could be um, I, I love that movie so much though so. Um, like at night it's like the perfect movie to watch at 2 in the morning when I'm mm-hmm. wide
1: awake and can't sleep see and if it's movies that put you to sleep then I just have to put every movie
2: well see right I mean that was Pearl well Harvard. you fall asleep for everything yeah see that's my problem right I know no, so <laughs> so that's, t- that's the thing I watch when I want to break the TV. You don't have midnight movies, you're like, do you mean like 8.30 movies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. Uh, and then the last one on here, I threw this one in because I started to realize that a lot of my guilty pleasure ones, I'm like, well, I, I don't like them now, mm. but when I was a kid, I loved them. Then. Mm. And so, but when, I, then when will then be now? Soon. Soon.
3: Soon.
2: Uh, so I put in the category of juvenile guilty pleasures, movies you loved as a kid, but their awesomeness only holds up in your memories. Let's fire it up here. Uh, guilty Pleasure movies She's of the event. 80s. So, since we are an 80s podcast, we got Guilty Pleasure movies of the 80s. Pat, do you want to go first? Sure. All right. I, go I, for I, was, I was not. I was oh, not you weren't prepared? prepared. I was.
1: I, well, no, I am not. Be now. prepared. Uh, my phone so, again, is on. Yeah. Guilty so, Pleasure. So, yeah, what, what
2: are we saying a Guilty okay. Pleasure movie is? I,
3: initially, I thought Guilty Pleasure would be a movie that, or, or something that you enjoy that you probably wouldn't want people to know that you enjoy it as much okay.
2: as you do. Okay. All right, initially. that's cool. The, the de- one of the definitions is defined as something such as a movie, television program, or piece of music that one enjoys despite feeling it is is not generally held in high regard. The other definition that I liked was uh, an article from Ranker.com, and they said, uh, what makes a film a guilty pleasure? This is a movie that you love to watch, but you won't display on your DVD shelf. Or maybe mm-hmm. you will. Uh, maybe you'll stop to watch when you flip it by it on TV, but never if someone else is in the room. These movies are not always bad movies per se, but our cultural zeitgeist has determined they are cheesy movies, badly done, overdone, overwrought, or made entirely of syrup. But still, these movies draw you in. You love them, but secretly.
1: Hmm. Now, when I go through the list, do you want me just to shoot down and say a little bit about each thing? Yeah, that... go for it. Okay, cool. All right, so guilty pleasure. And my thing is, I have no shame. So I find that these <laughs> movies go up and... We know. He... Right. <laughs>
2: Put your pants back. (laughs) I was just going to make a joke about
1: that. Um, I was... uh, So these are movies that I find, like... I mean, there's certain groups of people that I've run in that it's like, dude, that thing's awesome. But then there's a lot of people, like, you know, it might be my dad going, really? Are you watching that thing again? Or my wife goes, you like that? You know, it's... It's just, like, these are the movies that I find I have to, like, you know, argue about and all that kind of thing. So, uh, Guilty Pleasure. Temple of Doom. (laughs) Of the 80s. Uh, First one up, Cannonball Run. I mean... Just classic, classic cheese ball, kind of fun driving car movie, and
2: all that kind of thing. So, you and Jason are friends. Yeah,
1: yeah. I know. I love the Cannonball Run. The first movie crush uh, that I had with the girls in the black Lamborghini, I remember growing up just totally having a crush on those girls. Like, I, you know, must have been the car or the, the whole thing. Um, so, you had a crush on the car. Right? No. <laughs> the girls were just
3: there. <laughs>
1: well, back when I was, yeah, that's pretty much, yeah,
2: <laughs> pretty much. The girls were just the accessories. Exactly. Exactly.
1: You know, like, every car has options. This one had two <laughs> or four, depending. I mean, you know.
3: So, anyways. Uh, I'd like to stress right now: the opinions shared on this podcast are those of the person speaking. That one. Uh, no, the but
1: seriously, car.
2: I you're I, never going to direct a Disney movie.
1: Either, yeah, though. that's right. No, but the Cannonball Run, and and like I said, that was it. And it's it funny because I didn't, I don't even remember their names. But it was like the first time I remember watching games. a movie, and it, it, wow, those girls are pretty cute. Were the two girls in the black Lamborghini? But it was uh, just a fun car movie. The opening scene. Uh, the really fun, uh, um, uh, uh, it's kind of like a funk tune with the, with the bass and the guitar riff and everything as the car is screaming across the, uh, on the highway. That was just awesome. Crazy enough is that it was based on a real race that was, was pretty cool. When you read about the actual Cannonball C to, signing C to Shining C uh, trophy dash, it was a serious thing. and, and the, the movie guys tried to make a, a more of a serious movie about that actual uh, road race. Um, but it ended up being a little bit more silly. But anyways, I like the cannonball run. The cars are fun and the, and the whole thing. And there are some cr- pretty surprising things in there that did happen in real life, like an ambulance. Uh, they did One crew did race an ambulance across the uh, country, and supposedly they were being interviewed later. And the whole thing of when they did get pulled over and kind of conned their way out of it that really happened and they were on a show talking about the race and all of a sudden there was a call in and it was the highway patrolman and he says by the way I was the guy that stopped you and he says you totally got me that's hilarious like he (laughs) called into the show and you know found out about it and the whole thing Um, so yeah Cannonball Run UHF I'm a big Weird Al fan Mm -hmm. and the movie UHF I, I just can't get enough of I remember seeing it as a kid and I mean I grew up. I grew up with Weird Al Yankovic, and so like that kind of humor worked. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just all the scenes, like the the riff, blue. <laughs> blue. Blue. the the riff, the riff on Indiana no. Jones at the beginning. Um, I mean, the uh, uh, the um, what was the other one when he does the Rambo thing, mm-hmm. where he's just like taking guys down, and he's flying in the helicopter, and he's screaming before he's launching rockets and blowing people up and all that. Um, it, it's just one funny gag after another. And uh, I still, you know, I still, whatever I think, if some kid does that, oh, you're so stupid, you know, because the guy's with the karate school next mm-hmm. door. And, like, there's always people flying through the flying through the air. So, yeah, loved UHF. Um, next up, Iron Eagle. I, yeah, I saw this movie as a kid at my neighbor's house. And, I mean, I, I know i said it before. I love planes. I think that is so cool. I'm going to learn to fly someday. I'm going to be a, I'm going to, get my pilot's license i don't have the money to do it right now but i mean it was just like from when i was a kid and i'd see planes fly over it was like man if i could just do that that would be just be the coolest thing known to mankind and so when this movie came out yeah it's cheesy and and there's you know infinitely crazy quotes that you can infinite amount of quotes that you can pull from this movie that are just like oh geez really but you know it's cool the kid goes over and, you know, rescues his dad, gets to fly the top-line fighter, you know, the F-16 and all that. Had that really cool plane-motorcycle race in it, and um, I remember that uh, I saw this at a friend's house, and, you know, it was like the one that we'd always throw on. Like every time, yeah, you know, we'd get together, and we'd throw the uh, Iron Eagle on, watch it, and then we had we were getting into remote-control planes. We'd go out in his backyard and fly remote-control planes and end up crashing them into the house and all that kind of thing. So Iron Eagle is definitely up there. And then, let me see, the thing just kind of slipped down. I think the next one... Oh, Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, we did that movie just, I think, was it last year? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, great... <laughs> they all run together. They, well, it does at when, some point. When it's been 200 episodes. <laughs> yeah, it has. Big Trouble in Little China. I mean, just great movie. I mean, Kurt Russell being Kurt Russell. <clears throat> great action sequences. Um, funny, quotable movie. Um Love big trouble in little China. Check out our episode on that because uh, you know we did that, and then finally Bill and Ted's Excellent adventure. and uh, i I like reading about history, and this was an awesome take on uh, this was an awesome take on history where these guys you know in a phone booth with you know the he- heavy into the rock and roll and how that was going to bring the world together. So you know they, they get these guys and have an adventure, and then you know, seeing historical figures let loose in uh, the 1980s. You know present day that was that was awesome so yeah those are my those are my guilty pleasures and love watching them all
3: right
1: jeff
2: what do you got
3: uh i keep looking at lists just to see if i <laughs> need to change something well, else? well, the, that's the, well problem, the tough thing about that is
4: is like I said, the distinguishing factor of that they're not generally held in high regard. Right. Because I can think of those movies and like I'm like like those and I, and yeah. that's why I'm like I'm like uh, you know it's like
2: well that was my problem is it, too. It's like like a
4: critical review. Of,
2: right. Well, because my very problem popular, too
4: didn't make enough money. My or... problem
2: was the same as Pat's problem was. I don't really care. Like I don't care if other people don't like it. I still like it. So I had a hard time distingu- distinguishing between what would be like. Other people would think is mm-hmm. like when when one of the definitions is something you'd almost be ashamed to say that you yeah. enjoyed. I'm like, yeah.
4: well, I you would never be. Ashamed. I don't care. I'm not really ashamed it that it. I enjoyed it. You like right. it, but did you I? You could see where people might be like, you like that movie, you know, like. That did movie? I cry
2: a little bit when Sharon and I watched The Notebook? Yes. Shut up. <laughs> you shut your pie hole. Don't get such <laughs> yeah. You were hot. You're, you're so <laughs>
1: Look, we all might be directing Guardians. Okay, let's
2: just. Yes, that's true. That's true. Sure. Uh,
1: yeah, I think it's maybe it's the they movie need somebody. <laughs> that would garner someone saying, "Really, you like that? Like, you be, just right. got to be ready to throw down." Yeah,
3: I do. Yeah. All right, so on that. Yeah. Go for On it. that note. Yeah, Jeff. Fire um, up. back to the beach. Oh. Sorry, Frankie Avalon yes. and Annette Funicello, yes. and Connie Stevens. <laughs> Don Adams makes an appearance as a harbor master. You like that.
2: <laughs> I've, never, I've never even heard of this movie. Really? Yeah. Get out of here. No, Are I've you never, serious? I've never heard
3: of it. No. Do you know how to Jamaica scoff? Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Jamaica scoff.
0: <laughs> so good.
3: Oh, yeah. And it's, and it's like, it's so craptastic because it, it, they're totally making fun of themselves yeah. and all the beach movies that Frankie and Internet used to do that i just, i don't know there's just something about that movie, if i see it on or if, like i'll come across it like going through netflix or whatever I'm like this movie of course oh i'll spend an hour and a half watching
2: this movie again because why didn't we do this last year I don't know. You, you put the list together. Well, I know, but I asked for and, feedback. And, and Jeff, I'm just gonna say, like the scene because
1: it, during the summer, like I not in terms of surfing, because we don't not by an ocean, but I become like a beachcomber, like for like skiing and being on the lake, like those. And when they're all the surf dudes are sitting there, and all of a sudden the surf alert comes up, and like the, they've got the screens, they're like, oh, dude, and they're calling all the waves, and like they've got the surf report, and, like everyone's scattered. I, I love that scene. That is, oh. Awesome choice.
3: It's a lot of fun. It's it's a stupid movie. It's awful. It's horrible. It probably should never have been made. But my God, is it fun! And I think really a lot of it has to do with um, my parents, who were huge fans of the Mickey Mouse Club back when that was on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Annette Funicello tie-in there, um, I, they may have that. They may be why I initially saw this movie It's through them, and they they watched it and they're like, oh, you should watch this because it's it's Annette and it's Frankie. So,
2: yeah. Pee-, Pee Wee Herman's in this movie. Yeah, he does a little cameo. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, he and he. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, all
2: right. There, um, yeah. I'm gonna have to check it out now because I have never heard of this. Well,
3: you know, don't expect much.
2: No, I'm, I'm not going to.
3: And the bartender. I,
1: oh, <laughs> come on, buddy! I need you. I do. That's what you said last. Keith
3: Richards lives <laughs> on this. <laughs> Stunned, demolits. <him, Alex. laughs> yes. oh, so great. Oh, um, so next one on my list. Good choice. Masters of the Universe. mm-hmm because it's, masters of, the it's universe, masters of the universe, and there's a lot of things wrong with it. And at the same time, if there's that many things wrong with it, then nothing's wrong That's with it, and right. it's great.
2: Mm-hmm. I agree.
3: Um, Bill and Ted, mm-hmm. because again, it I, yeah, that movie just—it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when it came out, you know, I think the wrong people reviewed it and didn't understand what they were trying to do with the movie or who it was supposed to be for and it got lambasted in reviews and because it has just that it, it, it has that um, that definition of just being an awful movie and it's not it is a no, lot of
2: fun It's have. Oh, awesome. yeah,
1: the quotes you can
3: uh, yeah you know, it's highly it's quotable. Game is high
2: school football rules mm-hmm. i mean you could throw that off oh. well we end every podcast by saying be excellent to each other yeah, yeah and actually it. i our, our friend jason colvin actually sent me a tweet the other day Um, some online t-shirt store was selling t-shirts that said be excellent to each other and he was like maybe this should be like official podcast t-shirts. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Do they make them in very large sizes? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Be be XX excellent to each other. (laughs) That's three X's. Oh, that's inappropriate. That is. Okay, just two X's. Um,
3: Yeah, I I can't tell how many times I will leave a conversation with someone like catch you later, Bill and Ted. Yeah. (laughs) Whether they get it or not, I don't care, because yeah. it's fun for me. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, short circuit. I, I will say, too, from Bill and Ted, anytime that we are, as a family, if we're having ice cream, the last person to finish their ice cream I will always sit there and go, Ziggy, piggy, Ziggy, piggy. Yeah. And the kids have never seen the movie, so they get a little weirded out.
3: <laughs> Mom, Dad's doing that thing again. <laughs> What's the Ziggy piggy? Just let it be. It'll be over soon. Uh-huh um short circuit yes you know I can watch that movie again and again Mm -hmm. And again, and again, Back to Back in the Beach, when they do that song. Yes. yes. We
0: go on forever. Somebody
3: give me a net. That's not what I meant. Oh. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here.
1: I, I'm so, I keep interrupting. I'm no, sorry. no, I'm, like, I'm
3: not glad you because I, I was like, I'm going to say Back to the Beach, and everyone's going to look at me like, No. and man. one, they won't know what the hell I'm talking it's, about, no, no. or two, they're going to say you total judgment of me. It is bloody brilliant. And then there's Pat Nervous, oh. like, no, right on. <laughs> way, way to start the list. I don't. That um, surf report scene. Oh God, I
1: love that. I just oh, dude, Zuma's happening, man. Get out there. <laughs>
3: um, what was I talking about?
1: Talking about short, short
3: circuit. circuit. Yes, I mean we 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 podcasted that one. Didn't oh yeah, we? yeah. yeah. If Inter- interested in our thoughts on that one, go back and find that episode. It's fun. It will never not be fun. That was a movie that came out around the time when I can remember like the experience of going
2: to a movie. So mm-hmm.
3: I and I, so I think there's some nostalgia there for me which is why I like that one.
2: It's like yeah. if you like RoboCop but you also like romantic comedies. What? <laughs> like if you like RoboCop but you also like romantic comedies. I don't understand. If you want to go see a movie about a robot that shoots at and potentially kills people but then you also want a romantic comedy, there's short circuit. Wow. I'm trying So to next time I list <laughs> Thanks for leaving me out there to hang, guys. <laughs> All right, man. I'm sorry. It was, I'm sorry.
3: Well, uh, did you guys understand where he was going with that? Um, yeah. <laughs> did you really? Are you here right now? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of. It's good to see you guys. Uh, anyway, like, carry on. Inside. Anyway. <laughs> last last time I list, which is... My list is ever-changing, of mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. I put The Dark Crystal, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is one of the two big Henson movies of the 80s. Mm-hmm. I think, as I'm learning, it's the lesser loved between that and Labyrinth. Um, mm-hmm. Dark Crystal, I don't think it's as much love as Labyrinth does.
2: I'll, I'll mention something about that when I get Probably there.
3: because, you know, no David Bowie mm-hmm. or Jennifer Connelly. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, there's something about Dark Crystal that I... Just, it captivated me when I was a kid, and mm-hmm. just the, that entire world is so well thought out and and put together that um,
2: oh. that's a cool movie. Have you been reading any of the comics? No, because they've done a new comic series. I heard with, about it, but I haven't. And they're read doing it. a new TV series too, I think. Either through that like they've Netflix talked about for a while. Or, yeah,
3: I don't know if that's ever going to come to fruition.
2: Yeah, but there's a, there's the comic is supposed to be pretty good. I haven't been picking that one up. Mm-hmm. I have been picking up the Labyrinth comic, but the Dark Crystal one's supposed to be pretty good.
3: Cool. But, yeah. So, they're my five guilty pleasure movies okay. of the '80s. That's very awesome. awesome. All right, Dennis.
4: See, This is okay. The reason yeah. I didn't fill out the form. Here we go. Because yeah. it's almost impossible. hmm Um, I almost needed like genre. So just because like, something's
2: impossible, you don't do it?
4: That's that's pretty much how I work. <laughs>
2: okay.
4: <laughs> that's what my TV deep list, thoughts my <laughs> by list. Dennis Matuč. Well. I needed categories. I needed like mm-hmm. five romantic comedies. Five. I, I worked better with that, I think, mm-hmm. yeah. because, and then and then taking that whole part again of like what was the, I was running through my head going okay well if I say, you know like some of the movies we say like Princess Bride people love Princess Bride right but I think comfort movie or not comfort but I think um, I think uh, guilty pleasure but at the same time like you said things that people might go, oh, you really like that movie? like Where you might get people who absolutely hate it. I think mm-hmm. more polarizing films, I guess, is what yeah. I would call it. Or ones that people would be surprised, at, going, wow, you like that movie. So Pee Wee's Big Adventure could fit that because
0: although like it did well,
4: movie? it was great, but there's people who will say that to you, like, I just don't get it. Like, why, why is it funny? Mm-hmm. So that was the struggle with coming up with the list and the list, and I figured that if you know, work on good on pressure so that as as it got closer and closer, I just be forced to put something down. I, you know, I've been going through the list now, and the so league. how do you feel
3: about the five that you have on the list right now? So the now.
4: five that I have on the list are bad. Um, I think they fit that category as it was described. Versus, because because I could throw a lot of the movies. You guys are saying I'd be I'd be saying the same thing. I'm thinking like that's a great
1: movie, but everybody thinks it's a great. I mean, who doesn't think that's a great movie? S- see,
0: see, I and think that's why I kept running, running into, into trouble.
1: Uh, that line in Ocean's Eleven when. Um, the original or the remake? The remake. The Danny... Uh, the... Um, George Clooney. George Clooney one, one. When she says, see, here's your problem. You've met too many people like you. And that's our problem. Is like in here, our tastes tend to mostly mm-hmm. run very much the same. Mm-hmm. So we're like, why don't people get... So you almost have to look at it like, what would my parents say when I watch this movie? Or what would other folks that... You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That isn't us. And I think that's kind of
3: why we're... I feel like I should put that movie on my list somewhere.
1: Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Damn. But... Uh...
3: <laughs> Anyways...
4: So I'm gonna go through go for, it. I'm gonna fire it up. Um, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you. A, so first one I have is one called Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. I don't know if anybody's seen that one before. Mm-hmm. John has. Mm-hmm. All right, but a lot of pe- people might be like, well, it wasn't a big, huge hit or anything, so that's why I felt that that fit the category well. That's the one where two kind of, you know, it's described as two bumbling people work at a medic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if they work at the mortuary or so, what, yeah. whatever. They 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 unleash this lethal gas and and it basically starts returning return and people all become zombies. Oh. But it's very much a comedy in many ways, as well as a scary zombie film. And it's just, there's some great lines in there. It's just a funny movie. I remember my dad watching that. I remember remember there's a lady dancing on the grave. Mm -hmm. Uh, Remember that as a kid, Mm -hmm. I one stuck out.
2: But anyway, It, yes, it did. So, <laughs> Return 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 of the <laughs> yes.
4: Living Dead uh, is definitely one of those. One well, of and those that was came across the list. And that
2: was like one of the first times that the wasn't that one of the first times that really a zombie movie was kind of like a horror comedy. I think so. Yeah. Because yeah. everything
4: you expected up until then was pretty serious, and yeah. then this one came out and it was like, wait, it's sort of scary. Like you're scared at times, but you're not. It's funny too. And then mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Was, so was that the one too where the zombies? I know that the difference between that one and some of the others were the zombies in here specifically wanted brains yeah was I that think, the one was that the first time a zombie actually spoke and was like was brains, brains and, yeah yeah because my dad would always like chase us around the house and be and it was the same thing, yeah yeah so
4: that's why I, that was so that one is just one that i it's not i, I was it wasn't on streaming or anything for a while because i think i looked for it mm-hmm. and i don't know if it is now or not but i was always trying to find that movie it's not like in the library all mm-hmm. the time so it's a little bit hard to find
2: i for october i was going to try to have us do return of the living dead part Two. Okay. and I cannot find a copy anywhere. Okay. So I don't know if we're going to end up doing it. Um, it will be the mm, 60th 50th 60th anniversary of the original Night of the Living Dead. So we might do that one in October, but I was going to have us do Return of the Living Dead Part 2 and I just I can't find they're not easy to find. The copies of the movies are not easy to find because no, I guess that's, they're not. It, yeah. Although I guess later this month they're coming out with a Blu-ray like a collector's edition Blu-ray of it. Oh, that one. So, yeah.
0: Okay.
4: So that's, yeah, so that's good. I'm, yeah, I'm going to skip my next one. And I'm going to go to Evil Dead. Sure. So Evil Dead was in there, and I think there's people again who. There's a cult following for Evil Dead, but it wasn't.
1: Is that. Is Evil that Dead e- is with. Uh, that's the. Okay, with the. the uh, that became. What's his name? That's uh, the Bruce, first one,
4: Bruce Campbell. Yeah, Bruce Campbell. Campbell, okay. I was yeah, like, Campbell.
1: yeah, I've seen that, okay.
4: So that one I remember again, similar sort of feel to it, where it's a scary film, but it's hilarious. So yeah. it was just. Those stuck out, and anytime those are on, I'm watching. And again, based on the description for this category, that's what I was kind of thinking of. Things that other people might go, you're kind of crazy, what you I don't you, that's too goofy or too yeah. silly, but you know, you'd know, you watch. Um, Through a little bit different genre in with some kind of wonderful. And I look at that as the least famous. God,
3: that movie's so good.
4: The least famous of all the uh, John Hughes films, I think. Mm-hmm. And the least popular in some ways, as far as when I say popular, people knowing it. Not that mm-hmm. the people see it, like it. So I was kind of torn. Do I throw that in there? Because to me, it's... It's a guilty pleasure in the fact that not many people are aware of it, but at the same time I think when people watch it I think they, they do like it. Pee-wee's Big Adventure was, was in, is in there as well. Again, there's people, it's, I think it's people either get Pee-wee or don't get Pee-wee, but some of the, the silly jokes in there are just really, really good. And then, um, what was my last one? One second, I got the last one. Because I, I have Down on there, I have UHF as well, but I had swapped out a few different things. I was just trying to give something different in the one that I think it was in this category. Oh, the uh, the Twilight Zone movie. Yep, yeah. Because again, that got didn't get great reviews, I believe. Uh, from what I remember, it wasn't reviewed very well. But for some reason, it's still there's a cut. I mean, there's some episodes on there that are just the Janet go on the plane one. Um, competes right with the William Shatner version. I think it's even, maybe even better. Yeah. Um, the the, the, <clears throat> all the, the the kid the who the can the, the, the yeah, kid who the kid yeah I show that in my class like, all the time yeah. the one with the little boy who has the the, powers, yeah, the different spin on the old one now the Twilight Zone movie Twilight Zone the movie this is the one where you had uh, pretty hot directors at the time Landis and a bunch of other people they went and they did a movie called the Twilight Zone in tribute to the Twilight Zone some of them did remakes of old classics but it was short stories short stories was like four or five perfect, short stories yeah. all kind of grouped it. Burgess Meredith is the narrator, okay. um, so that one, I actually have the DVD for that, and uh, and I'll show that, like, even in class, a couple of those, so so I like that. Again, didn't get great reviews, I believe, as a film back then, from what I remember. There was the whole issue with uh, the unfortunate tragedy during it, um, where, where Vic Morrow gets killed, and a couple um, of the young workers, uh, the, the kids, the actors, you know, child actors, but uh, so it kind of has that sort of taintedness to it, but still it's just one that at the time I kind
1: of watch it. Question about Evil Dead. Now, I, we saw Evil Dead 2, yeah. which is kind of a remake of Evil Dead, not a Correct. sequel. Yeah, What would be the differences between like Evil Dead, the one you're referencing, and Evil Dead 2? I know they, they tweaked the story, but was there kind of an outlook in terms of one was more low-budget, or one tried to be more horror slash comedy, or was it just kind of...
2: Evil Dead say? 1 was lower budget, because mm-hmm. it was more of like a college film oh, that yeah. they put together, and then Evil Dead 2 was kind of like, they were given more money, they're like, hey, we really liked your college film, that's awesome, here's some more money, and then, so they kind of basically took Evil Dead 1 and remade it, but cleaned mm-hmm. up the script a little bit, and special effects were better, and things like that, so, did you just, did you pick Evil Dead 2, or Evil Dead 1, because you just have... figured less people would have yes. seen it, or, yes.
1: okay,
2: just because it. it's, oh. it's a lower, not mm-hmm. lower quality, but like lower Budget movie. Yeah, lower right.
4: budget. I figured in less people. And again, I was kind of going by which are the least that either people know about popular or like mm-hmm. those type of things as I was trying to go through the list. Um, but I think, like, uh, even like Killer Killer Clowns from Outer Space, that mm-hmm. one, would be uh, <laughs> so like, great. Again, it's <laughs> we all think it's great. great, so it's hard to choose because I'm like, right. you know, but, but I think there's people out there who go, oh my God, why would you waste your time watching that? Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so. Um I not
3: waste your time watching <laughs> it. <mean.
0: laughs>
1: it's an hour so, half of your life that you want to give away right. to this movie. Yeah, and so
3: Take it
4: coming to those movies and, and going through the, the ones for the eighties, I mean those are that's that's there's there's more out there. It, it was such well, a tough of the, the Road Warrior. Um, mm-hmm. I just you know, and that's why I said genres for me are like help me narrow things down. Mm-hmm. When you give me this mm-hmm. blank page of movies, all of them it's like I, I have a hard time like mm-hmm. Focusing on that, um, just because it's like, okay, now you're telling me romantic comedies, now I can go boom, 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 and pick those out. So that almost makes it easier. when there's all those movies that it just I had. I could just swap out. Back to school. I had, uh, I think Easy no, Money might yeah. be, and I, I, that's the next one that my kids. By the way, we're going to try and watch. I'm going to preview it again first, but um, Easy Money because I just saw a clip that somebody had on Facebook, and I was thinking of this anyway. It was weird, so I'm like, it's time to watch the movie. Easy Money with Roddy Dangerfield. Where he has to clean up his act in mm-hmm. order to inherit it. millions of dollars or whatever from the, the mother in law or whatever. Uh, Joe Pesci's in it. It's just, it's, they're just, it's a so classic. We're, we're just browsing. We're just browsers, you know. Hey, yeah. we're browsers. You know? yeah. So that whole thing, uh, there's just so many. That's I love back matters. to school. Yeah, <laughs> back to school and then uh, easy money.
2: Why don't you call me sometime when you have no class?
4: <laughs> yeah. I mean, then you could throw in your, your police academy. Yeah. It 1980s. you got uh, Airplane, I think, just makes it at 1980, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. So it was just... It's yeah. tough. I would be like him adding more more, mm-hmm. more on the list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So.
2: All right, my list. Uh, Masters of the Universe already got mentioned, and I don't know that I need to say any more about that. I remember waiting in line to go see that the weekend it came out. Um, absolutely loved it. And I think just as a kid who had nearly every He-Man toy imaginable, when... This thing came out. It was just yes, please, more. <laughs> cool. Give me more. Um, crawl. I don't know. Have you guys ever seen Crawl? Yes. yes crawl. I love that movie as yeah. a kid. Like I, I, I vividly can picture, especially the scene where the Cyclops gets crushed as he's trying to hold that kind of passageway open, and he gets. Cr- and I remember as a kid just being like, "Whoa, that!" I did not see that coming. Like I that. That actually traumatized me, I think, as a kid. I'm like, well, I love that character, but he just died. Yeah. And then you've got the other scenes, that, that uh, little, and I forget what it was called, the little uh, weapon that he's got that you know he throws and it has oh, yeah. knives on it, yeah. spins yeah. around and like cuts through all the stuff. And, yeah. Yeah, that was a cool movie. No, I, I like that movie. Um, Sixteen Candles. So I know that we did uh, we did an episode on Sixteen Candles way 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 back was when kind of when we first started. Two, I think. That was like one of our fr- um, Breakfast Club. Might- well, no, actually, I think we did them at the same yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So Sixteen Candles, I I will watch Sixteen Candles over and over and over again. I love that movie. Um, it's kind of like I, I look at that movie as being as quotable as something like a Bill and Ted, um, and. I, I don't know why I would have watched this movie a lot growing well, up I'm as a farmer kid. What's that? I'm not really a farmer. Yeah, well, it's also got a Ted in it, so that's, that works fine. Um, you might have to borrow your underpants. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Nerd, can I be blunt? <laughs>
2: not if you're going to insult me. <laughs> so, love that movie. Where's the car? <laughs> car? Automobile. 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 <laughs> lake. Big lake. Um, I put Superman three. So I was trying to think of the different Superman movies and which one I might consider as a guilty pleasure movie of the 80s. And as a kid, I really, really, really liked Superman 4. But I've watched it since then, and I've grown up. And I don't did, that like... make, did that make that the last category? No, it didn't even make the last category. <laughs> and I was Jeez. like, mm, nope, I'm going to distance myself from that real fast. Um <laughs> So, Superman 3. I actually went with Superman 3 because Superman 3, a lot of people really don't like Superman 3. That they complain... Me. What's that? That movie scared me. Richard Pryor. Was it the robot yeah. woman mm-hmm. at the end?
3: Yeah. The, yeah. Or, or like what when she gets
2: sucked into the machine. Uh-huh. Wow. And, it starts and all the wires start, start yeah. going across her face. And it, That's mm-hmm. weird. Terrified yeah. me as yeah. uh-huh. That was scary. So, this movie, I, I keep thinking about this movie, I'm like every time I read anything about it people are like yeah it's one of the worst Superman movies that movie sucked that movie that... and I, I think back to and I even watched it a couple years ago and I keep thinking about it I'm like you know what I can't find anything about that movie that I don't like is it a really awesome Superman movie no is it a fun movie to watch yeah sure it is Like, I I think of all the different scenes, even the Richard Pryor scenes that have nothing to do with Superman, those are funny scenes. But then I think back to one of my favorite moments of any Superman movie is the Clark Kent-Superman fight that's in the junkyard. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well that scene's in the movie, so that automatically makes it fine. So... Superman 3. Um, Labyrinth. I put Labyrinth as my last one because, and and this was my comment I was going to make when you said Dark Crystal, I was back and forth between Dark Crystal and Labyrinth. Okay. And I looked it up, and I think, at least on the few websites I could find, Dark Crystal at least got higher reviews from critics. Did it? Yeah, I think so. Just slightly, not by much. But I think Dark Crystal, slightly (laughs) higher reviews from critics. So that's the only reason I put Labyrinth instead of Dark Crystal was, I thought, you know, it's... As much as it's a cult classic, and I think the people we surround ourselves with probably all enjoy this movie, or at least they should, or they're wrong, um, but that was the only reason I went Labyrinth and *Step* Dark Crystal, because it just seemed like there were slightly lower reviews from, from mm-hmm. critics on that one. But love that movie, and we did an episode on that one a couple years ago, so we can always go back and check that too. One of the things about making some of these lists, especially when we do, like, the lists of the 80s, is I always feel bad that we've missed so many amazing movies that were before we started our podcast. Like, I totally would love to do a podcast on *Crawl* or on The Dark Crystal, or on... Like anyone, oh, you know, so we still can because it. it's
3: our podcast. Well, you that's true. We do whatever. Did <laughs> I tell whatever. you what my my
1: dad said when I I said we're doing this podcast? He's yeah. like, oh, well, you can talk about
2: this. Yeah, you were saying. Did,
3: that.
1: <laughs> did I say,
2: did I, yeah, you, yeah. Okay. What about this one, well, Dad? That's 1978. That's not it. But
1: it's it. before they it was before 30 years ago. Well, you're skipping a whole bunch of really good movies, <laughs> and I was like, all right, well, you know, we're trying to follow a the theme, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's the same thing. It's like, geez, look at all these really mm-hmm. awesome movies.
2: Yeah. So, I, actually, I had a plan to kind of. Take a tangent for a second. I had a plan that for next year. I have a plan. I have a plan. Um, I love Ouch. it when a plan comes together. Uh, one of my ideas for next year was, since it's '89, the so last year of the '80s, that we kind of mix in some 1989 movies with what are some movies that we missed from the '80s that we'd like to go back and do that we didn't get a chance to do the first time around. So we can think about that. Red Sonya. If you that. Oh man, that was almost on my list. I love I'm, that movie. I'm kidding. I love that movie. Can we right. go back and do another episode on Red Sonya? I won't be there. Redder Sonya. <laughs> anyway. No. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. All right. So um, our next category is guilty. Oh no! Our Next category is: do we want to do comfort movies of the '80s, or do we want to stay in the '80s, or do we want to go to uh, guilty pleasure movies of all time? What do you want to do? Really quick. You, you can do the '80s. To the Okay, we'll go with the eighties. So comfort movies hasn't gotten to the other category. Okay, <laughs> still working through that list there. <laughs> All right, so comfort movies of the eighties. So Pat, what are your comfort movies of the nineteen eighties? All right, so so these what, again, what are we saying is comfort movie? Yeah, I wasn't sure how you define this one. Yeah, I don't know.
3: Well, I,
0: I
2: well for my list, <laughs> I'm going by
3: the list that he Wait, like You said mm-hmm. maybe we. I'm thinking of like what movies just make you feel good. is going to kind of
1: define it, but yeah, yeah, yeah you could. See, that's what makes this podcast in great. Your, in your right.
4: description. You had comfort movies, were uh, those that uh, we can just put on and watch at any time, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Doesn't necessarily make me feel good, but I can. But, right, but yeah. typically
2: would. All right, so comfort movies of the eighties.
1: First one up's got to be Top Gun. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything I said about Iron Eagle with planes and flying, and that goes like one hundred and ten percent for. I, I don't believe in perform more than one hundred percent. Sorry, that goes one hundred percent for Top Gun. I mean, when I saw that movie, I was either. I saw it when it came out. Maybe not in the theater, but I saw it when it came out. So I must have been like eight or nine when I saw that movie. And I watched that thing. We, I recorded it when it was on TV. I figured out how to work the video <laughs> player, so I had my own like uh, uh, recording of it. And I wore that tape out. I watched that thing so many times because I recorded it after TV. Awesome. It just perfectly, and we did the podcast on Top Gun, it perfectly blends like pretty awesome plane sequences that aren't too, like, not believable. You know, they do some things that With are... With
3: Val Kilmer, who is also not believable.
1: <laughs> exactly. And so they've got all these these uh, plane sequences, but then they... Dumb it, not dumb it down, but they, they they make it like action oriented enough that you don't have to get too much. into... They make it so I can understand. They make it so we can understand, yeah. right? And but it just makes it look so cool. Flying an airplane off of an aircraft carrier, landing it, and and again, the movie makes it look cool. I mean, obviously, there's a reality there. Uh, whenever you look at, you know, our service personnel, but I mean, it, that again, I'm just going to requote myself. When I saw that movie, I was like, man, if I could do that for a living. That would be the coolest thing ever, and I, our colleague Jen Greenwell, talks about that too. When she saw that movie, like the two of us, we didn't know each other, but we both saw that movie, and it was like, I want to fly planes for the Navy. That looks awesome. Um, so yeah, Top Gun, infinitely quotable, great air uh, airplane sequences, and uh, that plane, the F-14 Tomcat, is always going to have a special place in my heart because I mean, it was like it was so cool. I remember, I remember we had three students in Cape Through here in um, brothers and sisters and their dad flew in F fourteen Tomcat. and as soon as I found that out, man, I would corner <laughs> that poor man every time I could. You get just, an A and you get an A <laughs> yeah, and you get, and I
2: would Now can I talk to your dad? <laughs> yeah it was
1: it was like I would just ask I would it, it would almost be like I you know, he was so kind, but I mean it would always be like, Okay, kid get away from me, stop <laughs> asking me you know, that
2: kind of stuff. Um, all right. You know, I like to schedule a parent-teacher conference. <laughs> well, my, my child's in high school now. They're not even... Into... It's okay. It's all it's right. It's okay. I got your phone number <laughs> still from the power school. Okay, I'll keep flying through the list.
1: I, um... Die Hard. mm mm-hmm. Just a fun movie to watch. And I, Bruce Willis just being that iconic Bruce Willis character written so well. Well, that was uh,
3: before he was the Bruce Willis that character. That was making though. it. it was yeah, like, like, like he was t- creating He was creating it. it. Yeah. And... Because uh, he was just doing, like... He was on Moonlighting. Yeah. But, mm-hmm.
1: but just... Great quotes, and and I mean, it's like... We'll get into
3: that, what, next year? Yeah, that's next year. And
1: like action sequences, like (laughs) dropping the C4 down the elevator and having that blown up the lines. We're going to need to get some more FBI guys, you know. Send in the car! Send in the car! And, you know, oh. Ho,
3: ho, ho. (laughs) Now I've got a machine gun. Ho, ho.
1: And you know what? An excellent villain
3: when I alexander mean, looked over the breadth of his domain he wept for there were no more worlds to conquer oh my gosh
1: alan rickman
3: may he rest in peace
1: alan rickman is just phenomenal actor and what a great villain
3: i mean shoot the glass that's oh, oh. i can't wait for that episode i know it's gonna be so much fun it is so I'll, i've owned that movie in many different formats mm-hmm. oh yeah
2: I and, triple dipped on that one
3: and you can jump in the middle you can start at the beginning yeah
2: Excellent movie. I was at a I was at an educational conference a couple of years ago, and oh, I was staying for the entire weekend, so I got a hotel, and um, I was like, you know, I, there's no movies I want to go see because at night when the thing was done, I was like, there's no movies I want to go see, and there's not really anything else I want to go do, so I went over to the Target. What's this and I was channel? Like, well, <laughs> no, didn't pay for that channel. Um, so I go over to the Target, and I'm like, well yeah, I have a laptop, I can play some movies on it, I'm looking around, I'm like, I don't want to spend a whole lot of money because I've got a ton of movies at home. I'm looking, 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 all of a sudden I come across the Die Hard 4 movie DVD set. I'm like, okay, you're coming back with (laughs) me. I think I spent the rest of the night... Come with me if you want to be watched. That's right. Um, I think I spent the rest of the night watching through all of the DVDs in that set. Yeah, Yeah. awesome.
1: Uh, So, next up, Blues Brothers. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll just keep it brief. I mean, Dan Aykroyd and... um, I'll never forget. John What's his number John John Belushi plus all the other characters they put in there great comic geniuses with phenomenal music i mean mm-hmm. just great musical artists and uh, uh, just a, a great ride wonderful car chase the humor it just that movie worked on
2: on every level um, Do you have a Miss Piggy? <laughs> do you have a Miss Piggy? <laughs> all right it, I do every time I go to like a drive-thru and I want to order something. Like In the back of my mind, I'm just like, I want to order four fried chickens and a Coke. Yeah. Orange whip? Orange whip? Three orange whip. I shouldn't,
1: but... I know. And did I mention the phenomenal soundtrack and music and all that kind of thing? Yeah. All right. Here it is. Yeah. I know. 89 Batman.
3: 89
1: Batman. We're going to be talking about that one next year. I'm Batman. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Who are you, man?
1: Yeah. I'm Batman. And it but, and, I want you to tell all your friends about me. Yeah. But it didn't even have that growl in there. It was no. just a, a no. whisper. And yes. I mean it got the yeah, it, it got the it? Tim Burton yeah. treatment, okay? Of, of Batman. Until Christian Bale had to growl everything. Yeah, I know. No. But whenever no. it whenever it, it all I knew was that da 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 So this was like right. a whole new world. And I know Heath Ledger really, really like killed the role. But Jack Nicholson did, too. I that mean, was, that was oh, bloody was brilliant. Great. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I mean, holy buckets. That's an awesome, awesome uh, uh, depiction of Batman. And I'm just going to say, where does he get those wonderful toys? I mean, the Batwing, the Batmobile. That was cool. That was just cool Batwing stuff. Batwing goes up, a of silhouetted Batmobile. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. Neat, neato. All right, Commando. Yeah, I'll go back and listen to that episode. I never saw it growing up, and then it was just like, you know, Neo learning karate in and like you, two you seconds. Grew, you getting... grew up in that episode. Yeah, I, that was, <laughs> Commando Is just, I can just keep watching that thing. That That's pretty cool. And then the, the last one I threw on there, I know I, I skipped over, I jumped over the five. I jumped the rails there, but Sorry. there's here's my honorable mention. Dennis brought it up, I'm gonna put Road Warrior down. Yeah. Yeah, great film, and you know what? That's one that it brings like, you the, comfort. The, the yeah, the critics all like it though. Like if you look, <laughs> so that's, the critics that's why all. I was like, yeah, but like if did. you go tell someone the Road Warrior, it's like what the heck. But I mean, yeah. that that was a that was a pretty cool movie. And it. I just did not know if it did it make. I, I
4: guess it made more because of Man Max. Right. Because Man Max would make the least out of that series. Then it was the first one. I think Road Warrior already had a big bigger budget.
1: Yeah, and then Max Beyond Thunderdome was, okay, that was weird. It was bigger because it had Tina Turner in it, but yeah. it wasn't as good. But then the reboot, when they redid just recently Fury Road, I mean, oh, holy yeah. cow, that sucker was, That's I mean, amazing. And, and it's sort of like... So I have not seen any of
3: these movies. Oh, though. Jeffrey. <laughs> I know. You
1: will, you should start to, with Mad Max, but, like, The Road Warrior is pretty, pretty awesome. Thomas is probably a lot. The road road Is it? Really sure yeah, 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 four and a half road road months. months of that oh, car, that's, that's the, the V8 yeah. interceptors. Oh, how cool was that! Whenever he throw the supercharger and they just <laughs> zoom in on that, uh, bam, yeah. and then he'd go. The look at that Yeah, he's got the arrow through him. All right, I'm gonna open the door. One. <laughs> you know, yeah. Oh man. So those are my those are
2: my nice. comfort movies. Very nice. I know a
1: guy who can haul that tanka. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm
2: gonna laugh too, good. That little kid.
4: That little kid. With, oh, <laughs> he's the best with the, with the thing. With yeah, the I know. Air. Now you don't know. I fell like with back to the beach. <laughs> kind of like my kid. That's, 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 that's how you guys describe your kids in the summers, they can't remember. All right, all right. Someone's gotta leave soon.
1: Someone's gotta leave soon. Okay, gotta yeah. keep going.
3: All right. Let's stay focused, please. All right, focus. All right, Hafee. What brings you comfort? Uh, Well, ice cream, cheeseburgers, tears, lots of tears. Um, All right, comfort movies of the '80s, Princess Bride. Yes, always. I I, I don't care. I love the fact that I teach a class now where I've incorporated it into the curriculum and share it with new generations of children every year, and they love it, and I love that they love it. My god, it's great. As you wish. Um, (laughs) Oh, the
2: Goonies. Yeah.
3: Um, never Say Die. Never Say Die. Uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Mm-hmm. I, just, I, 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 I I can't even speak about this movie. <laughs> I, I attach so much of my youth to this movie that I, I love, I adore this film. I just, I just remember as a kid being so struck by what I was seeing consistently throughout the movie. The combination of animation and real life. And the 3D movement of the animation that I'd never seen before. Like, there have been snippets of things here and there where they've done animation and real life. Mary Poppins had that sequence. Mm -hmm. Um, Gene Kelly danced with Jerry the Mouse. But that was all, it was all flat. There there wasn't movement around a three-dimensional space. This turned that on its heels. And I just remember just watching it again and again trying to figure out how they do that. Uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Part of his childhood, or growing up,
4: Heavy having crushes on fictional animated characters.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. She's, she's not <laughs> bad. She's <laughs> just drawn that way. Yeah, she's just drawn. Um, she have a black
1: Lamborghini.
3: You... I remember seeing Honey I Shrunk the. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I remember seeing Honey I Shrunk the Kids in the theaters when it came That's out. That's next year. I. Yeah. Movie's <laughs> great. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun with that movie, mm-hmm. and my my friends and I used to pretend that we were shrunk. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, go through the woods and pretend like you know the, the trees are actually blades of grass.
2: Did you ever go to Disney when they had the Honey I Shrunk the Kids? No. Like, yeah, that like, was the, the only area. the only time that we went was when I was about maybe ten, and they had that play area. It was in the MGM Studios mm-hmm. part, and that that's cool. that was awesome.
3: That's cool. Yeah, that's God only knows what that's become now.
2: Yeah, I think it, it, I they think they changed it to. I think it was a Bugs Life for a while. Yeah, a
3: Bugs Life for a while. Yeah. They may have gotten rid of it now. I don't there
2: anymore. Yeah probably part of star wars land. star wars land have yeah. you seen the pictures no holy oh yeah we're going in a couple of
3: years um let me give them time to finish do the podcast on there yeah, e.t i the, mm-hmm. the, this movie just i i love the heart mm-hmm. of this movie the, the 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 story about the friendship and the the trust and support that elliot and e.t that it gives to E.T. and the connection that they have, the music for this, like, mm-hmm. some of John Williams' best. And this is a guy that's composed how many movies? 50, 60, I don't Numerous amounts of movies. This is, like, towards the top of the list. His compositions for this, the, the, I can listen to the, um, the medley of E.T., and it takes me through every moment of that movie mm-hmm. and, and all the emotions that I felt at the movie to where by the time you know you get to the crescendo at the end of the music at the end of the piece I've got a lump in my throat Mm -hmm. because I'm thinking about the ride that this movie took me on
1: I've got an article, I'm sorry, to, we're going to keep it flowing, but I went to Ravinia uh, and I got their magazine, and mm. in there they do a bunch of the movies and stuff, yeah. and there's a whole article on movie music. I'm going to bring it in we can mm. pass it around. <laughs> and they feature Spielberg and Williams, and they talk about the collaborations. They just did uh, Raiders with live music. Yeah, yeah. and E.T. is coming up there <gasps> with live music. <laughs> it's and, so good. <laughs> and and uh, John Williams actually, I just read this in the article, lists the scene when Elliot takes off Mm-mm. with the bicycle as his favorite favorite scene Dude, I just time. got chills. Yeah, but he <laughs> says that. John it. Williams says that is his favorite scene. Really? I think if I got it right, if I'm quoting him right, I'm sorry if I didn't, Mr. Williams, but it says that that scene when he's flying, that's his favorite where the music and but of nice. all time, that's his favorite scene that he did. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, I just wanted
3: to, um, and I'll bring that for oh, you to no, me that's, too. That's fantastic. And then finally I have Field of Dreams. Mm. Um, and I think I talked about this at so might have been on my individual episode way back when. Um, but I remember, as a kid, I remember sitting down, this is one of the first movies that my dad and I actually watched together. He had it on, I was like, oh, it's this, Field a yeah, it's a baseball movie, great. And he and I watched it together and share a connection and a bond over this movie, and he and I, and my brothers and my mom have gone out to the Field of Dreams in Iowa a couple of times, and, you know, he and I played catch on the Field, just like the the father and son do at the end of the movie, and it's a very special movie for sure. But it's it, you know it just it, it gives me that feeling of you know it's never too late. Mm-hmm. It's never too late to to make it better. So I want to catch. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> 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 do you, do you guys need to hug it out. <laughs> Uh, when, very, the, when, uh, when he calls him, Dad.
4: Oh, um, he, he, yeah.
3: The whole conversation where he addressed, it doesn't address him except by finally John. Dad, yeah. And then finally, yeah, Dad, do you want to have a catch? Yeah. And just, your heart shatters <laughs> and just... I, oh. I
4: really like that. I yeah, like uh, that. I'd like that. I'd like
3: that, yeah. <laughs> and then the pan.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And they got so many extras to drive in and line up the streets. Yeah. And they, I, they 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 used a, a radio station to communicate with everyone in their cars, and I, they told I, them oscillate your your ha- your high beams and your headlights. So that's why it has that twinkling effect, oh, nice. as the cars are all cool. in line uh-huh, there at the end. Anyway, yeah. I look I'm looking like, forward to talking about that one. I'm tearing up. That's that movie so great. <laughs> like, like, <legitimate> movie.
4: <laughs> all I right, have Danny. Sand, I have sand from there. Oh, I'm gonna have? defer to you first. Oh, you want to go first? Back. Yeah.
2: Okay. All right. <laughs> Need a
0: moment
2: <laughs> <laughs> after the field of dreams. You <laughs> know. All right. So my list. Church um, when I went there. Princess Bride, uh, for the exact same reasons Jeff said that I can just watch that movie anytime at all, and this. My, my list. I tried to think about like what movies just make me happy. Like what movies do I feel better inside after having watched them? Princess Bride always, all the time always happy. Um, Star Wars, and I really couldn't narrow it down between Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi, but if I'm talking about movies that make me happy, I probably have to go Return of the Jedi, because Empire Strikes Back, even though it's probably a better movie, has a bit of a downer end. So, um, Return of the Jedi, probably that's that's my pick between those two. Uh, Rocky Four. So, Rocky IV, I love all of the Rocky movies. Five's even okay. Um, but this is the one that just... Well, that's Bo's favorite, with that wax on, wax. The off wax on, scene. wax off one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's the best of the Rocky movies. Um, so, Rocky Four is one that, on occasion, if my brother and I were just if it was like a rainy day outside and there was nothing else to do in the house, or if we were playing a game together or doing something else, every once in a while we would just be like, hey, you know what? Um, I got nowhere else to go this weekend. I got nothing else, no other plans. You want to go to the library and rent all the Rocky movies?" They're mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, I do. So we'd go to the library, we would rent all five, at that time, all five of the Rocky movies, and we would just sit there and we'd watch through them all. But sometimes we'd get to Rocky Four, mm-hmm. or sometimes we would rent all five Rocky movies, and we would just go, why don't we just watch four a couple times? <laughs> so we would just, Rocky Four is the one we put on repeatedly, and we were constantly quoting that back and forth to each other, and, right. you know, I, if, if something went wrong, you know, I would always, or he would always say something like, oh, he dies, he dies. Or if my brother was like getting on my nerves or something, I, I would break you now. I like, love that movie, I must break you. Uh, so, Rocky Four is my favorite of the Rocky movies. Uh, Superman Two I put as the comfort movie. The um, cut? Love that movie. What's that? The Donner Cut? Um, I like the Donner Cut. I, I need to go back, I've only seen it once. So I, I need to watch it more to decide what I like better but I think, and I've said this before, I, I attach in many of the same ways that you do with Field of Dreams, Superman 2 is one of the earliest movies I remember watching with my dad. So I attach a lot of my dad loving this movie and my dad quoting a lot of the lines from this movie, you know, if I would do something and he didn't want me to, he'd be like, nope, wrong again Zod. Or, you know, any of that stuff, he, and he would just start laughing every time it got to the scene where Superman reversed their powers and he got his powers back, and they didn't. And he just, you know, like crushes his hand, and and then he picks up Zod, and Zod's like Aah! that whole time, yeah. and throws him down, and and I just remember having so much fun watching that with my dad. So that is why Superman Two is there for me. Uh, and then I put Dead Poet Society at the end. And Dead Poet Society, not necessarily a feel-good movie, but I just I love but that. But it, it, it is. It, it is. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, there's there's definitely some sadness to it, but mm-hmm. I just it's. Maybe not feel good, but inspirational. Like, by the time mm-hmm. I leave that movie, I don't necessarily feel great, but I'm at least inspired by well, everything i you leave, I've
4: seen. you feel inspired, for sure. Right, Especially I feel inspired. That I, don't know that,
2: I don't know that I feel comfortable happens, and right, good. Before but before right, that right. really
4: puts you in a, oh, what the heck, wait, Right. this movie was like, I'm feeling really good, and then all of a sudden that happens, right. and you're like, whoa. And then it redeems, right? or not redeems, but it recovers from that feeling mm-hmm. by the... The, the whole stand-up, the, whole, the iconic and, stand-up scene, which I'd can, love to read. Can we from.
3: all say that because of that movie, that was a part of why we all wanted to get into teaching? Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. I remember, I think we watched this in English class in high school, and up to that point, like, if you would ever asked me, I'm like, do you ever want to be a teacher when you grow up? I'd be like, no. Are you kidding? That's, like, the one thing I definitely wouldn't want to be. And then I watched this movie, I'm like, oh, well, never mind. <laughs> May I amend my earlier comment? Yeah. yeah. So I, I know that was the first one on your list, so mm-hmm. I'll let you take it from there.
4: Okay, all right. Um, so I have uh, Dead Poets Society, obviously, for everything we just spoke about, and like I said, that last scene. I always want to try and just, if there's one scene I'd like to recreate in a classroom, just to see if we can pull that off somehow, it's just have mm-hmm. that, like that scene with the angles. I mean, it's very beautifully shot, even mm-hmm. where you're seeing through parts of, like, where you, you know, see even and just classic scene and just you're going get get up i remember just talking to the screen like get up stand up stand up and then one kid's just there and he's like yeah that kid and he's just like yeah. they keep you, coming and you, back you, to him and, you and see even the struggle. kid who did the, the cat poem which was real simple he mm-hmm. stood up you know and then it was like not everybody stands up which was cool too because it was like you saw that there were still people who were still there and then he but he didn't get everybody but he got he reached so many and it was just the ones that he read it was just it was just a great yeah great film so that but I have showed clips for that in my classroom like yeah. all the time we showed it on the news I mean there's just so many great great uh, great scenes from there. Field of Dreams um, obviously what what he had said I mean just having that guy get the I mean there's the, there's the personal baseball I mean I just that's one yeah. literally James Earl Jones James Earl Jones, but but even um, I'm talking baseball. about even like uh, what's his name <laughs> baseball the uh, doctor um, uh, the the actor who plays it uh, uh, ah yeah. Lancaster Bert Lancaster yeah. like his character gets to play with them for a little bit yeah kid yeah. and he tells me you could have been good like that anybody who was a baseball player who wanted to be in the major leagues I mean that movie just hits home on so many areas and like you said there's the connection between you know father son family all that stuff. Um, and it's more than just about baseball too, and it's... Oh, absolutely. And that's what's, it's, it's just, it's a great, great, great film. Um, yeah, going to the Field of Dreams, like I said, when you set foot on there the first time, I literally went to the outfield and I, 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 I teared up, I will say it. I got to the outfield and it was just, there was something about the place that had a presence. And it was just really bizarre for me, and, uh, so, so that was, a that was definitely, one on, one on there. Um, The Natural, right? that idea too that you could, you know, you don't, you should, the guy had a shot, and then gets shot, yeah. <laughs> and then he could have been the best pitcher, and then all of a sudden he comes back as like one of the best hitters, but there's also a the moral struggle. Get back here, Hobbs. Yeah. Hobbs! <laughs> and, yeah, I came to play ball, you know, and that whole thing. It's just, there's I should have been a farmer. I use that line a lot in school, by the way. Yeah, just, <laughs> <laughs> I should have been a farmer. <laughs> but uh, Wolf Grimley. Anyway, so great movie there. Uh, obviously, baseball is going to be an influence. Planes, trains, and automobiles. I look at that as a guilty pill. I'm surprised nobody got that on there, did you guys? No, no. And I'm surprised because I thought I mean that's one that I could just See, put in. I didn't because I don't feel guilty about loving yeah, that. Oh, not guilty, but comfort. Sorry, it's oh, a comfort okay. movies. Yeah. Comfort movies. So that's why. I, yeah, that's why my comfort movie. Meaning you could put it on anytime and just watch it wherever it's at. Like if that's on, I'm watching it. Like it's on TV. If I you know if I find my cable, whatever. Um, and there is that feel good. I think in the end. I, although we, we think we debated that. The end. Was, we just said mm-hmm. the end was
1: weird when they were all People staring are, like, at each weird, other, but I think yeah, the message okay. of him bringing him mm-hmm. home, yeah, like okay. that piece was, right. was, I think we all agreed, if I recall. And anything. I think right. I think
4: to like family times and us watching it as a family girl, you know, and all that. Same thing with the next one, a Christmas story. So a Christmas story being in there, like it's a staple. There's so many lines that we still quote from there. Yeah. And I love that, the Wizard of Oz. Um, that
3: that mo- Christmas story, the, that movie just wraps, wraps it up, up so nicely with mm-hmm. the couple... Watching the snow fall yes. through the yeah. window, yeah. Christmas music on the radio—it's—it's—it's yeah. beautiful. It's a very shot. nostalgic film, yeah.
4: and it, it captures like my childhood being
3: a kid. What? You should go to the house, yeah. tour the house. We need
2: yeah. to. Sharon's—that's her camping. favorite. Movie. You can yeah. stay
3: there. You can rent. Yeah, we, we oh, looked, at, can looked at. I looked at it one yeah.
2: time because that's Sharon's favorite. We almost movie. did. I didn't yeah. know that. We almost okay. did. Yeah. This is... And I wanted to get her a so leg. This is where you'll shoot your eye out. Oh,
3: that's what I thought. Uh, that's what
2: I thought. That's and I, and I keep wanting to get Sharon a leg lamp. but It's a lamp. Up in the room.
3: <laughs> you should see Frigile. what it looks like from out here.
4: Brigile. <laughs> <laughs> what did um, you say? That's, that's what it's, I thought. It's staring at, at me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh... <laughs> Another one I put in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean the quotable line scenes. Like I mean, it's just a great movie. Uh, and then you got Hoosiers. Hoosiers. I also mm-hmm. like that from being you know the coaching aspect of things, and I mean, there's second chances in there. There's there's a lot of all. I mean, there's a lot of just a lot of things beyond again. You know, just it's not just a basketball movie. It's it's uh, just another inspirational film. I think. Um, my bodyguard, I threw in there, which I went for a few obscure that you guys might not have known. Awesome my movie, I awesome seen that movie. movie. I, I remember watching that with kids. Yeah. Never saw my bodyguard, huh? Yeah? No. There's like Make Peace oh, and um, Dylan. Uh, Matt, Matt, Matt Dylan is okay. the bully, and and I think again, like those are the type of films that when I look back, when I, you know, I was trying to think of like comfort films, but yeah, it brings me back to like my family watching that. I remember seeing it at the theater with my family. Um, hmm. I remember the fight scenes in there, and I just remember the. Kind of that whole concept of the picked on and the and you, who do you want to be in life? Just thought bullies,
3: of guilty pleasure movie. Bullies, the 80s.
4: And, you know, like bullies in general, because it's really the, just the theme there. And then it just hmm. it's and being careful not to become the bully. There's a just a great movie. Um, if you've not seen My Bodyguard out there, yeah, yeah. I've never recommend seen it. it. Um, glory, putting their glory. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and I started going into comfort movies the things that just moved me more, too, and things that I can watch anytime. time. Like, oh, my God, if it's on, I'll watch it. So it fit your description of that, but also ones that I think tended to, hopefully, I, I think, shape you as... I, I almost should have been a category for that, things that movies that have shaped you as a person. Mm, yeah. uh, like, I mean, I could throw Chariots of Fire in there. Um, but yeah. then I did throw Project X on there as well, which is the one with the chimpanzees, and mm-hmm. the love for nature and animals, and that whole, you know, I mean, just... So that that's another uh, another one. I just I squeezed a few extra ones in there. So
3: yeah, good choice. Jumping back to guilty pleasure movies of the 80s, yep. yeah. I'm gonna throw Tank. Okay, in the there. Tank. Uh, James Garner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love that Man. movie. Yeah. Uh,
2: I think I've seen it. It's been a long time. Oh, I, I could watch that about. movie. I mean, the hard no. part about this
4: whole thing, and this is why you know, like when I said the daunting task of making it feel somewhat impossible, yeah. it is. Um, I went to the list of like, and I'm on there again revisiting it, and I'm looking for ones that I kind of. I started doing it, and I realized I do not have, unfortunately, the time right now, to do this because I was going holy, there is so many, so many good movies, mm-hmm. and the minute I like the list, it's like the list can keep changing for me in many mm-hmm. ways, and I'm like, yeah, it's a, it's a hard thing because the '80s has some really mm-hmm. awesome films mm-hmm. in it, and I'm like. It brings back memories. It brings back you know, you're you're in that you know teenage phase, it's just the way
2: you impact well, and like, impacts you. Like, it was it was funny because I sent out the Google Doc with the different categories, and this guy over here filled it out like within five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Top Gun, Die Hard, Batman. It was well, it was done like really fast. You, and you almost
4: have to do it, and this that's almost the oh, right way in some ways because my mistake was I didn't want to leave anything out. So I started going through the list, mm-hmm. and then it just became this big can of worms that seemed too overwhelming. Right. So I couldn't fill anything out because I just was like, I gotta, I, like, I'll do this again. I'll, I'll come back. to This when I have more time, I'll come back. It, by doing it that way and not seeing everything, mm-hmm. there's films I'm sure you're missing, but it's kind of like the ignorance is bliss type of thing in this phase. That That's my the ones life. That, the, one, <laughs> the, ones, <laughs> the ones that popped. Summed it all up. The ones that popped out to him popped yeah. out, and he put him down. Boom, and he's good. He can, he, he's done with it. Yeah. You know, and it's like you can do that. And those have a big impact because they're in his memory, and obviously he came up with those. Yeah, I the stared problem at for me is because I've seen weeks. so many darn films Yeah, that, you, that, that I've sure seen. You put on extra
1: rows. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh-huh. So you start realizing
4: how many films you've seen as you go through this list, mm-hmm. list, too. i going, oh my god, that one. Oh my god, that one. Mm-hmm. That one. That one. That one. And just and that's that's what became more daunting, so yeah. it's, it's hard to narrow it down to a list, which is a good testament to the films of the 80s. But. Yeah.
2: All right, so moving out of the 80s for a minute, we got Comfort Anytime Movies of All Time. So this is anything beyond the 80s. Could be before, could be after. So I, uh, I
3: threw the word anytime yeah. on there, meaning like you can watch this movie anytime. Yeah. Anytime it's time, or anytime you're just looking for
2: something to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: This is a, a, a list you can pull from and be happy with your choice. Yeah. All right, so Comfort Anytime Movies of All Time. Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> I love this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, my buddy Tony and I will quote this movie to each other. All the time. Nice. If you've never seen this movie, yeah. you, you, you need to correct that because it is great. Cool. All right. It is silly. It is stupid. Mm-hmm. It is great. It is so much fun.
2: Awesome. Did they make a sequel or are they making? They them? did. I never did. saw it. Okay.
3: I don't want to see it. Yeah. Because um, they didn't bring back John Cusack. So oh, screw goodness. them. Um, Great White Buffalo. <laughs> I was gonna kill myself. I'd be awesome at it. Shotgun to the <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Um, another any t- a movie I can watch anytime. Kick ass. Mm-hmm. And I'll often. Yeah. What's that? Such a violent film. Oh, so good though. <laughs> so know, much. It's so violent. It's <laughs> horribly totally violent. I mean, but with it's the girl
4: at the, the little girl. Out there. I mean, just hit girl just, Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> she just like and she's kicks getting ass. Hit,
4: but she's getting like it's
3: it's pretty violent um wow. yeah scott pilgrim god. versus the world i don't have mm-hmm. you guys all seen scott yeah, pilgrim I've,
1: seen I've never seen any of your movies so far so oh my wait. god no seriously and i'm like like put i hope this google doc stays up because like oh yeah, this yeah. is going to be like when i go to the library i'm going to start grabbing these movies well I'm, i've already started writing down which okay, ones I okay cool seen that that I would
3: cool to see. scott so scott pilgrim is edgar wright movie and he, he's he's kind of stylized okay so uh do you see baby driver Yes. yes, I grew right. Yeah.
1: Oh, so it's um, another film like that, ish, ish. ish.
3: It's based on a, a series of comic books. It's got a total '80s video game theme to it. Mm-hmm. I, it's a lot of fun. Okay, I enjoy that movie. It's one that I'll often download and watch on an airplane if okay. If I gotta cool. take a flight. Uh, Chef John John Favreau, okay. recent movie. I just watched it again today. And in watching it today, I realized how much I really loved that movie because it, it just, it combines so many great things. The, the idea of family, the idea of passion and doing what you love, the idea of uh, great music, a lot of uh, Cuban jazz All right. kind of featured, featured, featured throughout the film. You I got it's, me Cuban I, jazz, it, man. it's Cuban <laughs> It's great. And it's, it's a great story. Um, again, it's just following that, following your passion, doing what you love, getting back to doing what you love, why you decided to do what you do in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, the great Kevin Klein movie, Dave, when he has to portray Stray the president, mm-hmm. it's just on TV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can watch that movie, and we offer, that's one of our go-tos in, in the Mazooka house, yeah. is you know, when, we're, when we're looking for is something it? to watch.
1: Was that Aaron Sorkin as well?
3: No. no. I yeah. know you're thinking of the American President, president. But the, which okay. is on my other list.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry to interrupt, um, but
3: yes, that was very good. But I mean, that movie's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I don't know. I don't know what to say about that movie. It's just, it's a lot of fun. It's silly. The premise, you know, of course, is ridiculous. But, and I don't want to derail
1: you because I know we're, you're on a time crunch, but I think when we look at these movies, and obviously you got to be careful of which side of the political divide you come from. But I think it, it, it shows you this hope for a world that, hey, can government just work without, the, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, mean, mm-hmm. I remember it, it, when he moves in there and he brings his buddy in to balance the budget and he's like, oh my God, if I, you know, and he, just, yeah. and it's, it's just, it's. If I ran
3: it, my business like this, I wouldn't have a business. Yeah. And,
1: and, and it, it, and it also appeals to a, hey, let's just all make this work. Like, and he gets people working to get, and I, I Yeah. And then uh, the one guy, um, Thing Rames, is the uh, Secret Service yeah. agent, and it just, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I love Movie Dave.
3: There's, there's a great line, and I'm sure I'm going to screw this up. And some, some long lines of, uh, it's like I'm going to kill him. You can't kill him. He's a president. He's not a president. He's an ordinary person. I can kill an ordinary person. I can kill a hundred <laughs> ordinary people. Yeah. Uh, so great. Oh, um, yeah. Office Space. Yes. I mean that's another mm-hmm. one to like what well, should I watch? And I'll go through my, my shelves and like office space it is. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, so and here's the thing I've never worked in that type of environment. Mm-hmm. So I still don't really understand the nuances, mm-hmm. but I enjoy that movie enough to where I can appreciate it, knowing that it, it's it's really nitpicking at somebody's life and there's somebody that appreciates that movie on a much higher scale than I ever will.
1: Have any of you guys ever worked in an office like that? I did as a summer we, intern for four or five years.
2: Not an office like that, but okay. I've had some jobs where I recognize the people that are in that movie. Yeah. 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 And well, that's it's another seems- thing,
3: too. It's right. the, those characters, you can look around your own
2: oh, yeah. place of employment. Yes. You mm-hmm. say I, you're that guy. I worked at that a bookstore guy. in college, and my manager was almost exactly the same as that manager. You know, we, we yeah. close at uh, eight o'clock be great if you could stick around for another couple hours because we have some displays we need to put up. Has, has anyone That'd had the PC load letter
1: thing on the printer and not been able to figure it out? <laughs> the load letter? I mean, seriously, and I've been there. I've been like, what What does that even mean? And I mean, so the quote, uh, yeah, office space. Oh, yes. that. And the, the TPS reports were using the
3: new cover sheet. I know, I'm sorry. I just I just don't think I'm going to go anymore. How many? How, how many of us have watched oh Dennis? That's my mantra. That's my mantra.
4: It's like where he's, Well, I ain't gonna pay. For, I never really
0: like that, paying bills
3: either. I don't I'm think I'm gonna, gonna, gonna do that anymore either. Is there any way you can just make me feel like I've been fishing all day? It's like the take a. Penny, how much are those Zephyr tickets right now? <laughs>
1: it's like the take a penny, leave a penny. Although we're doing it many, many more times. So you're stealing? No, no. no. Let me go no. back. No, it's. <laughs> Can't believe it! We're actually looking up how to launder money on the internet. <laughs> oh yes, so awesome. well played, my man.
3: Um, and then finally, in this ever-changing list, Shaun of the Dead, mm-hmm. which I just—I yeah. don't—zombie movies are great. British humor is great, mm-hmm. and combining Put the two you. <laughs> is just awesome. Yeah, it's awesome, and I laugh so hard so many times. Like, especially when he's like, hey, is she still out there? And he's like, I don't know. And he turns around, runs to the window, opens it, looks, and she's right at the window, closes the curtain, runs back. Yeah, she's out there. I, there's, there's something about British humor that I find to be, in a lot of cases, stronger than American humor. And maybe it's because a lot of the time, it's based on a more clever sensibility as opposed to dick and fart jokes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't, a lot of times, they don't dumb it down for the audience. They expect the audience to bring a certain sense of knowledge yeah. to the movie or to the TV show or whatever. So, Shaun of the Dead, I think, is great. Queens don't stop me now, mm-hmm. featured in that movie, is is so awesome. It's it's a great power anthem. Cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, those are currently those are my comfort anytime movies of all time. Again, that list can fluctuate and change at a moment's notice yeah
2: mm-hmm. pat what do you got for comfort anytime movies okay of all time,
3: of all time
1: first one on the list I'm all gonna put,
2: seven of them are dunkirk <laughs> yeah that's right Dunkirk is listed straight. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah if anyone was around me after i saw that movie mm-hmm. um it, i was i was taken by that movie yeah and it was i mean i
2: i still need to see it again
1: yeah it's it's pretty awesome yeah. and um i watched it a second time mm-hmm. like not just Mm-hmm. YouTubing videos, but I watched it a second time. I almost fired that sucker right back in and watched <laughs> it a third time. The only thing that stopped me is I had to watch some movies to, for the podcast. Like, okay. and, yeah. you know, that we were doing like an hour from then. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, I was taken by that movie. I thought the the, uh, the content matter was excellent, uh, telling us the story of Dunkirk. I thought, you know, we always talk about fact versus fiction and all that. I think they did a wonderful job of presenting this historical event. And given you a very good platform to jump off and read the story behind the story and maybe some things that just by necessity were left out of the movie or whatnot. And there's always going to be controversy about those things. But I I think he really did did a wonderful treatment of it and getting the overall themes and and feeling behind it. Um, Yeah, I can't watch that movie with a dry, without... Uh, crying, and I, the first time I saw it, I was actually sobbing. I actually made a sobbing noise, and thankfully, in the theater, it was loud enough that no one heard me sob. Um, but it's it's outstanding, and I was surprised. I just went in thinking, oh, well, this is going to be you know pretty awesome. The story about Dunkirk. I didn't realize how much like uh, airplanes factored into it and in the the air combat. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'll tell you. If anything's obvious on these lists, the, uh, I'm very fascinated with airplanes and all that. And when they've got three uh, Spitfires flying on screen, and he didn't do any CGI. He he did it like old school with cameras hanging off planes and right. all this kind of stuff. And when you see those Spitfires come in, that was... And you're in, in your surround sound and THX and ABC and 123 and all the fancy things they put in movies now. And you've got those Rolls-Royce engines just... Oh my gosh, that was outstanding. So, Dunkirk, definitely at the top of the list. Next up, I'm going to fire my list up because I was cheating on your computer. Rogue Nation. But yeah, Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation. Love the Mission Impossible movies. Uh, can't get enough of them, and Rogue Nation just just did everything right you have wonderful you have a wonderful team of actors in there that have brought these characters to life and you just want to see more of them each one of them uh even alec baldwin coming in real just great tom cruise somehow gets better with age i mean that that guy is looking pretty fantastic and doing crazy things yeah motorcycle chase what more needs to be said that's one of the greatest ever put on film the stunts hanging on the side of the plane yeah that one Love Rogue Nation, just and everything just done right. Uh, 20,000 20, Leagues Under the Sea. The original, the original. Well, yeah, the Disney one the, the, from yeah. the 50s. Sure. My dad saw that as a kid, uh, because my grandpa took my dad to go see it. My dad showed me that movie, I showed it to Dominic and Daniela. So, you got four Canna- generations of Canagallos seeing that movie. Yes, it holds up. Yes, it's awesome. It's a wonderful adventure. It's got a wonderful song in there that you can sing along with. Um that submarine is so cool. And I'll tell you when the when the lights come up and they make that kind of sound as the the, the thing's warming up and charging through the water. Oh my gosh, that that scares the pants off you figuratively. And uh so love 20,000 leagues under the sea. And, yeah, I can put that on any time, watch it with the kids. If it's in the middle of it, jump in. I always want it to end differently. I want Nemo to survive, and I want the Nautilus to be in my heart. The Nautilus is still sailing the seven seas and fighting against the country with no flag. Um, excellent movie. And when you see what went in behind that, and that it almost bankrupted Disney, and what they had to do, and just how they reenvisioned the book, going to the, the behind-the-scenes stuff is very cool, too. Um, especially how they kind of had to do a different take on that movie, on that story, to get it into movie form. All right, I'm going to keep jumping through this. Skyfall, I love Bond movies, and Skyfall, yeah, that really took me back a peg when I saw that. And, you know, Daniel Craig, I really like his re-envisioning of Bond. I mean, like, the thing opens with motorcycle chases on rooftops and uh, Train chases where they're driving front end load or not uh, excavators on trains and all this kind of thing. Um, Which was the last one? uh, Spectre. Spectre. Spectre, yeah. And so this was cool. And really, this seemed to caption and I know they were kind of going for it, but this seemed to capture kind of that old way of acting where there was a lot of him just looking really cool. Mm-hmm. Like how you'd almost watch old movies. You just want to see people on screen looking really awesome. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Daniel Craig did in some of the, the elevator fight scenes, you know, where it was like silhouetted. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that Skyfall is pretty awesome. And, uh, I'm just going to go through and say the whole movie, but each scene, just how they envisioned it. They brought the old in with the new. And when M is making her speech, I'll sit there and listen to that speech. She's reading she's reading the poem, and I don't know mm-hmm. my poetry, but she's reading the poem as the guy's busting in, and it's about how we still mm-hmm. need the, the secret. And suddenly, the the how they build that scene, it just builds to that crescendo when he busts in, and then there's the gunfight in the cabinet room. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to watch that as soon as we're done. I'm going to watch just M scene where she's making that speech, and the tension behind it. I'm watching it right now. (laughs) Yeah, forget it. Mute the thing. Uh, Great Escape, one of my Mm -hmm. favorite. It's Mm -hmm. possibly my favorite movie. I grew up with that movie. I watched it with my dad and my grandpa. It's got my favorite actor of all time, Steve McQueen. It's got the motorcycle chase. I love motorcycle. I mean, you know, so that it fires on all cylinders for me. And honestly, when I watch it, all the actors in there, it feels like old friends. The score, the sound, the the theme of it, it feels like an old old friend. I can put that on and it's like I'm hanging out. I'm it's like I'm hanging out with friends. It's like I'm hey we're all back together. The gang's all here. This is this is awesome, and I just that's been my favorite movie for so long. I just cannot watch enough of The Great Escape, and how they talk about they blend the again it's a war movie but it's more it's an adventure set within a war. Um, With that, finally, um, Big Lebowski if you that comedy it just works for me every scene just the attention to detail the characters i mean it is the one of the wackiest movies but it's not lowbrow humor there might be some of that it really
2: brings the room together
1: it really yeah it's like that kind of stuff i mean it's just <laughs> like i mean you know they did that on your rug, dude. You know, I, I mean, it's, just, it's so high-end. The, the deeper you go, it's like Shrek. Mm-hmm. The, the Onions have layers, right? Ogres have... The more you go deeper into that movie, there's just more comedy. There, you never get to the bottom. It's like you never it's like the internet when you surf the internet you get to the end of the internet it's like, okay I've seen everything I'm
2: just gonna shut it down mm-hmm. you can't you can keep watching this movie and keep gaining more most of my family have not seen this movie yeah but my brother has yeah and we were a little a little while back and we were talking about it was somebody's birthday or we were celebrating somebody's birthday over the weekend mm-hmm. we're trying to figure out stuff to do mm-hmm. and it was like well do you guys want to just go bowling or something I'm like I don't, I don't bowl on the Sabbath. Yeah, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the rest of the family's like, It's summer, Shop! What are you even talking about? My brother's just like, I, I got you. Right,
1: well, I think if you play this thing back when we started 10 hours ago, I think there was the quote in there, I'm like, Donnie, this is bowling. Shut
2: up, Donnie. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, Donnie, this isn't bowling. This, is, this isn't nom. this is bowling. There are rules. And then, you know, 15 Kp, 15 MPH, I roll
2: out. You didn't think I'm rolling out naked. Then guns going off and been Basically, anything John Goodman's in.
1: Oh my gosh. I will watch
2: any movie he's in.
1: But yeah, but even, I mean, the mm-hmm. dude, I mean, you yeah. talk about like a guy that can bring someone to life, and mm-hmm. then the ancillary characters are coming, you know, you know, the Bunny Lebowski. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Up for a million dollars. I'm just going to go to an ATM. <laughs> what makes a man? Is it the. Bri- oh, jeez. <laughs> it's, it's. So, right. Big Lebowski. Okay. Awesome.
2: I'll give you a moment over here with Big Lebowski. Is. Yes. Okay. Alright, uh, so my list for comfort or anytime movies of all time, uh, Count of Monte Cristo. The oh, 2002 oh, Count of Monte oh. Cristo. I I can and I have watched this movie back to back to back. This is one of those movies that I could throw this in the DVD player and I could just, I could watch it, and then as soon as it's done, I will just hit it, play again, and let it play on through. Um, and I don't really know what it is. I remember going to see this in the theater when it came out. Um, I think the whole family, we all went together, we went to go see it in the theater, and you know, it's just at the time I watched it in the theater and I was thinking, okay, that's going to be like an action-adventure movie, some sword fighting. Ah, that's cool. But, and I don't know. There's something about this movie that just I enjoy every piece of this movie. The humor, the action, the, um, you know, just the, the characters, the acting, the writing. Um, and it's not, sometimes I feel like you get like these epic historical uh, swashbuckling movies, and they can feel a little overlong. Mm-hmm. But this one, I, it just seems like it runs at a at a smooth pace. Um, and I, I don't know, this one I could just I could watch this one over and over and over again. Um, sometimes even more than Star Wars. Like I almost think I could put this. I, your face insane. lit up when yeah, I said that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, whoa, is that uh-huh. possible? Sometimes, some if you if you were to ask me, sometimes, surprise, you'd be like, which movie could you rewatch more? I might actually rewatch this movie more. If, if you said I had to sit down and just continually replay a movie for an entire 24 oh. hour day, it might be this movie instead of Star Wars. When
4: did you originally see that? When, it came when out? did I see that Count of Monte Cristo?
2: It? When it came out. Okay. Yeah. Was there it was any memory college, right? to that? Not re- I don't even. I know we went to go see it in the movies? theater. Okay. Yeah, I know we went to go see it in the theater, but I don't remember any like strong. Because I Memories think it's a movie, that go along I just that, am but...
4: surprised that you would say that over Star Wars. That would yeah. shock me. I don't... So I'm like yeah. wondering what the connection is that would make you trump that. You
2: know? yeah, I don't know. That's I just, I really, really like the movie. Okay. Uh, Tombstone, that's another one. Yeah. Actually, my wife and I, we just watched it for the first time in like three years. We used to have this tradition where, when we were in college and we didn't have very much money, um, on her birthday, because every once in a while she likes, you know, western movies, Um, on her birthday, we would go get Tombstone pizzas and we would watch Tombstone. And so every year, middle of July, we would always do that. And I, we've missed it for like the last three years, maybe, maybe even four years. It's been a while since we watched it. So we were out somewhere and I think we were at like a a used bookstore and they had a copy of Tombstone, the director's cut. And I was like, you know, we haven't watched that in a really long time. And she's like, well, why don't we just watch it tonight? We own it. Okay. So we went home and we watched Mm -hmm. Tombstone um and it's one of the very few movies that my wife will like quote back to me most times I'm the one doing all the movie quoting but tombstone like she'll be if, if sometimes I'll ask her a question and and she'll be like well I'm your Huckleberry <laughs> oh man
1: and I'm glad you put You're it Daisy on, if
2: you do it, 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 yeah
1: and that, I'm glad you put it on the list mm-hmm. because that movie is just a mm-hmm. okay time to watch Tombstone again yeah yeah, it's
2: yeah so yeah we just watched that the other night so um Love that one. That's probably one of my favorite. That that would be up there with one of my favorite movies of all time, but definitely a a favorite Western, too.
1: What is he? He's got the shotgun. He fires it in the air to get the horse to to jump, and then he aims mm it at the... Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yep. I still love the part when it's... um, Billy Bob Thornton. I I love the scene where he's in there, and he's playing cards at the table, Yeah. and he's complaining, and and he walks up, and I just came over to tell you you're sitting in in my seat there, friend. He's like, is that so? Yeah, that's so. And he stands up, and he's like, you know... I'm, I'm, I'm real scared, Mister. You are real scared. And then he starts slapping him, yeah. and he's like, you know, pull that and, uh, and and see what see what happens." And, he, Play, and he, yeah.
1: Like, oh, Kurt Russell. Skin can that,
2: you... skin that smoke wagon. That's right. What... <laughs> that's
1: right. Yeah. And,
2: and, and he just keeps hitting him, and then he stops and he, and he just goes, "You're gonna do something. You're gonna stand there and bleed." Bleed Ow! Oh, <laughs> and yes. then and then they go outside, and he's coming up behind him with a shotgun, and Doc Holliday. Johnny Tyler, you yeah. madcap. He's like, Doc, I didn't know you were in town. And so then Doc Holliday and and, er, and Wyatt Earp start talking to each other. And, and after like a minute or so, they turn and he's like, Oh, Johnny, you were still there. I, I, I forgot you were there. You may go now.
1: Yeah. Oh, Yes.
2: <laughs> But yes. that's I love that movie. Do you remember George Williams?
1: Whenever the teachers, we'd be up late, like hanging out, doing what that movie would always be yeah, on. Garland. We would start watching it, then we'd go places, and then go back, mm-hmm. and then we'd just rewind it back to the beginning. And we would mm-hmm. yeah, it was the group of teachers hanging mm-hmm. out at the lounge. We, that movie would be going like twenty four seven Nice in the yeah. Uh,
2: I put it's a wonderful life. I can watch that movie anytime at all. Like I, it's it's one of the not that I have something against black and white movies, but usually I kind of have to be in the mood to watch an older black and the white mm-hmm. mo- black and white movie. If this movie's on, it doesn't have to be Christmas. It doesn't have to be any special time of year. I can put this movie on and just watch it at the drop of a hat. Um, so It's a Wonderful Life definitely goes on the list there. The Rocketeer is probably one of my favorite movies of all time. It's up there with Star Wars and all the other favorites that, you know, if you told me I could only bring one movie to a desert island, I'd kill you and I'd bring five. Okay. Um, so that one's up there. Just I love the, I love the whole... Like the nineteen thirties, nineteen forties. I'm not as knowledgeable of the aviation and the other stuff as you are. I was just gonna are, say that
1: very, very, mm-hmm. very nice looking GBR one mm-hmm. within, in the yellow and black mm-hmm. makes me kind of drool mm-hmm. a little bit. Makes my heart the, the, kind the of sports, go a little. The
2: sportster at the end was that the, Yes. Yeah. That was the point. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, no, so I just I love that movie, and I that movie didn't really get a lot of love when it came out. We're gonna talk about it, I think, in a couple of years. Um, but I think it had the misfortune of coming out, um, in between, was it, Robin Hood Prince of Thieves and Terminator 2 or something like that. Yeah, it was some blank. And it yeah. was like, those two movies and then this one was like, right, smack dab in the middle of those two, so, um, but no, I, I love that movie. Uh, Empire Records, I put that one on and that was kind of a, I, at first I was like, I don't know if that's a guilty pleasure movie or not, I don't know if I'm, am I too old to supposed to enjoy that movie? Was. Well, this is- um,
4: Oh, you are trying to debate whether it was comfort or guilty. Right. So
2: at first I was like, is that a guilty pleasure movie? Am I supposed to be embarrassed that I like that movie? Or, uh, screw it, it's Rex Manning Day. So, I I put it in the comfort anytime movies. I can watch that movie at any point in time. Um, Why? I don't know. I I watched it a whole bunch of times in college. I really enjoyed it. Liv Tyler doesn't hurt any of that. Um, That may be one of the biggest reasons I can watch that over and over and over again. Um... She also doesn't hurt the Lord of the Rings movies and pretty much anything else she's ever been in. Uh, Zombieland, I put that one on there. So I started to break my own rule because you jokers added in extra rows. So I de- realized that, okay, that's fine. That's I'm gonna, Jeff. That, that was, was Jeff's you. fault. Jeff ruined the whole thing. Um, so I added in a sixth and seventh movie here, uh, even though you're not supposed to. Uh, so I added in Zombieland. I can watch that one anytime, too. Mm. Um, have you seen yeah. it? Not yet, but it's on the it. list. You watch t- it. Yeah,
1: yeah, I know. I know. I got to see it. Yeah. Dude, you have to see. it. <laughs> no, I know. My brother John. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody
2: has yeah. told me. Yeah. I will loan you my copy if you need it. Sure. So, I'll take yeah. it. Okay. Uh, and then finally, Fight Club. Fight Club is one of those movies. In fact, it's one of the first movies I ever remember doing this. We uh, was in college, was in the dorms, and I had never seen Fight Club. And we went to. That was back when Blockbuster was still around. We went to Blockbuster and rented the VHS of Fight Club. And my roommate and I and a couple of the other guys in the hallway, we were sitting in this tiny dorm room. We watched Fight Club, and as soon as it was over, we just kind of all looked at each other and we're like, whoa. Yeah. Rewind. Yeah. As soon as it was done, play. Yeah. I think we watched Fight Club three times in a row the first time. I I don't know what it was about it, but we were just kind of blown away by this movie. Like, this is the most amazing movie I've ever seen. Not that it makes us want to become terrorists or anything, but it kind of made us want to go start our own Fight Club. Cool. Or at least watch the movie three times, so cool. Fight Club is definitely in there for me too. All right, Dennis.
0: Huh.
2: Uh, I, I'm confused by your first one, Toy Story, all of them, Dark Knight. Is that is I that was two separate more movies? In there. Okay, you're just throwing <laughs> more. Of that. By the way, <laughs> by the everything. way, okay. I, I logged on
1: Tammy. Knew it was the 200th today. I uh-huh. logged on. I'm like, ugh. She goes, i mean, I, What's wrong? I said, well, the podcast. Nothing else was said. She goes. Someone add more rose. <laughs> I mean, she knows, because I'm just like, because I was like, i have on my list, I've been talking to my uh-huh. family, and, and it was just like, oh, what's wrong? The podcast. Mm-hmm. Someone add more rose? Yeah. <laughs> just yes. cheated. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, so I'm sort of cheating here, and I'm just
2: going to kind of... Well, I, you're doing I it by added not adding time. rose. You're, I, just I, I rose. You're, you're just putting in rose. You're two in... I one, tried one, to stay multiple multiple with the rose, and you couldn't say added room. rose.
4: I just threw two in each Thanks a lot there. Okay, so Toy Story, all of those, I mean, just... I still god, not, those, i still have not seen three because mm. that's the isn't that the biggest tear weight yeah yeah oh yeah
2: i still haven't seen that one what I, what need, wonder, I need to see what it what a wonderful message
1: these movies have.
4: they and that's the thing It's yeah. the, the message is just in and, and the fact i mean god any cartoon that can make you cry like that mm-hmm. just like like i get emotional watching those movies I mean, it's very powerful and, and it's such a great story because knowing that that was like the first movie from really Pixar, that was like the big mm-hmm. movie, and that almost wasn't, like if there's a whole documentary on Pixar, they tell the story of how Disney kind of wanted adult and smart you know, kind of smarky, mm-hmm. just humor that was kind of biting, more Shrekish type of yeah. stuff, a little, a little bit more adult, I think as they referred it, and uh, when they test audience it, it just fell on its face, and they were like, why, why do we hate these characters, why do we not like them? and they're like because you didn't let us make our movie mm-hmm. the people at Pixar so they literally labor of love I from what I gather remember on that was they went to work on this and just 24 hours a day almost pretty much just round the clock team of people said who wants it so they went and they redid it the way they wanted their movie and bam the rest is history and the thing is it has heart it's got tremendous heart it's got tremendous and it's just a great 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 series and don't fall
1: mm-hmm. into the sequel traps I mean you oh, might yeah. go back and mm-hmm. say, Oh, the original is maybe It's good.
4: That's why I had to put all them because it's like it just I mean, got bad. They're all just, they, good. They yeah, were just And they're all, coming
1: out with a fourth. And yeah. I mean it's it's they're good. That's a solid Yeah.
4: Dark Knight, anytime that thing's on, I don't care where it's at. There's just a scene somewhere that you're waiting for, or just or is there always a scene that you're on like it just Yeah. You just uh, yesterday it was funny, because before uh, like Hunter the other day, um he, he was just like, Let's watch Dark Knight, at least the let's watch at least the first Fifteen minutes, like for <laughs> that just the opening, that. just that whole opening where he does the it's clad the, the view the way it's, he's introduced to that story and the music, just, oh, great. Um, sea biscuit, one that's probably not on a lot of people, and I, I have probably seen this movie more than a lot of movies. Maybe not in its entirety from beginning to end all the way through, although pretty close. Um, it captures that time period. I've got the DVD I used to show the extras and thought behind it and maybe it's because I know the director's thoughts in the movie and stuff and, and based on the book and, and how he brings it to life. but the, the whole story of three characters getting you know, I think the way they sum it up at the end you all seen C Vikin or no? Yeah. yes but to me that's just a powerful movie of uh, just redemption and I mean there's the great line of you know you don't throw a whole away just because you don't throw a whole life away just because it's banged up a little bit basically it's and, and it's like it's so true the horse, the guy who loses his son the the trainer who's kind of down and out, the jockey who's always trying to prove something. It's like all four of these people it says at the end they kind of all saved each other. And it's so true. And it's just that to me it's like well, such a well storytelling at its finest, I think. I think it just does a great job. And I literally can watch any I was just on I think last week and I watched the second half of it all the way through. I caught it like on TV and I'm like, I couldn't couldn't stop watching. I watched the ending. Mm-hmm. Um, it could happen to you. That's kind of a weird one, maybe to be on there. Um that's the Nicholas Gage, and fond where they win the lottery. Yeah. And again, I think of that one because I could watch it anytime. It's got Rosie Pres and I just I started thinking I was putting these comfort anytime movies to a certain to the comfort ones to a certain was there inspirational factors there? Was it formative in you growing up? and and I always said if I won a lottery, that that cop would be me. Like that's pretty much. How I th- I mean, taking kids to a baseball stadium, you know, paying everybody's fare on the subway. I just, I don't need that much money, so I would be giving a ton of it away in, in fun ways, and he meets this other, you know, the girl who's like, very much like him, and the waitress, and the homeless, and just a great, I just love that movie. Uh, the Sixth Sense, it almost was gonna be on my Guilty Pleasures, that yeah, other right. one, not Sixth Sense, but the other one, because mm-hmm. I'm like, does it fit, I know, you know, I was trying to figure out where it fit. Uh, Sixth Sense, the movie, that probably the only movie that I immediately wanted to see in the theater out of, not necessarily, I mean, it was out of admiration, but it was out also like, I need to prove that I, there's something wrong. I love there. this story. Like <laughs> it just I saw in the theater, and immediately I was like, I have to go back, mm-hmm. and I have to see this film. This is going to eat away at me. Um, I was actually on a date at the time, and... Um, and I would have done it if it wasn't for the date. I would have gone right back to the next <laughs> showing, but I was like, "Ah, oh, she's gonna eat." So, um, anyway, the uh, get some popcorn. The, the, get back in there. The, the film, the film, the f- just brilliantly done. Had me, got me. Mm-hmm. It was very old Twilight Zone-ish, like I did the same feeling with Eye of the Holder from the old classic Twilight Zones, where you're like. You just have that, like, what Mm -hmm. the heck just happened? Like, no, 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 because this, this, (laughs) and you go back, and everything (laughs) is totally, like, so close to touching other people or interacting, but they never officially do. And it's just genius script, and it's genius M. Night Shyamalan.
2: Did I ever tell Um, you the story of... Probably one of my top ten favorite movies of all time. Okay. Did I ever tell you the story of when I went to go see this in the theater? Yeah. When I went to go see it in the theater, I think Sharon and I went. We were dating in high school, and we went to go see this in the theater, and... I knew it was going to be a scary movie. I didn't know anything else about it. I think it was like the first weekend it was opening. Knew it was meant to be a scary movie. So we went to the theater. We're sitting there. Movie starts up. And we've gone through all the trailers. We've gone through all the ads and everything else. And the movie starts up. And then all of a sudden, just as kind of like the opening screens are coming on, all of a sudden the film on the screen goes... <laughs> and it starts to melt. Oh. Oh. And in the theater, I'm like, oh, this is a cool beginning to the movie. <laughs> and then the manager comes out, and he's like, it's going to be a few minutes. Uh, the film got caught in the camera, and uh, it burned a little bit. So just bear with us for a minute. I was like, oh, man, I thought that was like a really cool start to a movie. Yeah, I'll have to start yeah. a movie. I so. But that
4: one, um, you know, I always refer to that one as, like, because you say scary movie, and I mean, I guess it is, but it's really another movie that's got tremendous heart to it. Mm-hmm. and and And... It, the idea of it being people who have died and, and things happening to the... Yeah, that's going to be a little bit thriller, mm-hmm. alarming, scary, whatever, but, I mean, it, it really is... It's a it's an amazing movie about just the, the conversation with the boy and the the mom in the car at the end. Mm-hmm. Oh, just like, you know, or mom is, you know, she's proud of you and all that. Like, just those things are just... It's just a genius film that I always say I think the genre of like romantic comedies and horror are the two most kind of popularly made. There's so many not good movies that get made. You go, how's that movie get made? Well, it's because they sell. For whatever reason, people go buy those movies. And I always said, if I wanted to kind of go to that first screenplay and write that idea i have so many good horror films but i don't want them to be just slasher horror films and scary i, I want it to be there and that's the model for like i think jj uh, abrams said ordinary people was like one of yeah. the scripts he used to read mm-hmm. all over again for me it's the sixth sense just mm-hmm. that ability to have all of that those factors in there um, and tell a great story and, and, and have it have meaning but scary as your hook because that keeps you enthralled but it's really not scary and the, yeah. you think about nothing in there is really violently scary. Right. It's all people just struggling and, and trying to, you know, it's, right. it's just a great
2: film. One of the, That was one of the first movies I ever actually, I ever actually listened to director commentary on a DVD mm-hmm. for.
4: And it explains all about yeah. red, the yeah. color red. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's, just, it's a
4: great, it's well thought out. Yeah. It's just a great film. Uh, cool Hand Luke. This one goes back a little bit to my, I think my family and some nostalgia in there as well, but I actually was, uh, I was a former student here. Um, if he's out there listening, uh, man, I'm, I'm drawing a blank guy's name, so that's bad. Uh, he did the newscast for us. He bought me that. Um, bought me this for a DVD as I was leaving. Cool totally. Hand he used he's talk about. Uh, dude, I I friends with him on Facebook, but um, <laughs> anyway, the uh, the, the Cool Hand Luke, just the the fight scene. You've all seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. The fight scene with with uh, George Kennedy mm-hmm. just keeps getting up. I mean, that's just again things I think that form like you sometimes see yourself in that role where it's just like things are just pounding you down. And then it, the, did he break? Did he really break, or did he not break? Just great lines in there. Just calling it your job doesn't make it right, boss. You know, this good, good film. So, one of my favorites. Um, Planet of the Apes. Now this one I go to the original. The original Charlton mm-hmm. Heston first one. Yeah. But then I will say that, and I don't know if you followed the new ones. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. yes. <laughs> I love, and mm-hmm. so does Hunter yeah. My Son. We love, like yeah. My son, after the last one, the war, that, right? That's the last yeah. one, the yep. war. Yep, mm-hmm. with with um, uh, Woody Harrelson. Woody, Harrison, Woody Wilson, Wilson. Yeah, my son was disturbed for days. Yeah. What I mean by disturbed, was he just was like that was the best film ever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but now I'm in a funk <laughs>
0: and I'm in a mood right now yeah. and I
4: can't get out of it. Like, and it was that mm-hmm. to do that with the Apes and to do that with Andy Serkis and the, mm-hmm. the way they do those the the, oh, the behind the scenes of that to pull that all together and this, I just again just. Those are so, so good. And the say? sci-fi I'm, and
1: the apes are the hook, but there's a story, story that, right? that just yeah.
2: drives and you it. you
4: feel for these moms.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. God, do you feel for and them. And like? we got our entire... I mean, we, we started watching those, and I started watching those with John when Nora was off to a birthday party because I was like, well, we're not going to show Nora these movies. And then we started it in the morning when she was off somewhere, and then it got to lunchtime, and he's like, well, because I had gotten the box set for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it got to lunchtime, and he's like, can we just watch the second one? I was like, yeah, but your sister's coming back pretty soon. And Sharon had gotten so enthralled in these movies that she's like, I eh, just put it on. It'll be fine. She can go play in her room or whatever. Well then Nora comes in and we're like, PG 13, there's some rough stuff here. Should we turn it off? And like Nora's sitting there and she's getting so into the movie, I'm like, should I really let a seven-year-old watch this? I, but she seemed to be fine with this. I'm like, all right, we'll let it go for now. And then so it goes all the way through the second movie, and then it's about supper time, and we're like, okay, guys, we should probably switch stuff off. And Nora's like, no! I need to find out what happens to Caesar. Can we watch the third one? Yeah. And, and yeah. It's like, I just look at Sharon. I'm like, we've been watching movies all day. This is not <laughs> normally what we do. We normally wouldn't let her see these, you know, at this age. I'm like, what do you think? She, Sharon's just like, are you kidding? Put it on. <laughs> so we, t- we watched through the entire trilogy in one day, the whole thing. It's one of the best.
4: I'm trying to make series. Yes. Yeah. That I've ever seen.
2: Because when it first was announced that they were redoing it, I was like, "Really? Come when on!" When they, right. the, the they did original, that, there was the original one. There was the original
4: mm-hmm. one that was the uh, with what's his name in it, w- Wahlberg. Yes. Wahlberg. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that was good. It was fine. It was good. Yeah. It was fine. But then this whole reboot of how it all started has right. just been tremendously oh, fascinating yeah. and powerful. And I am and so desperate trying to convince my dad to watch, and he's like,
1: "Yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, no, really, no, Dad, please mm-hmm. give the. I mean, they." Give these a chance. They're, they're, they're such damn good. If you need yeah. to, if
2: you need to borrow the box set, let me know. Okay. They might all be Blu-ray. So I don't know if you have a Blu-ray player. Not yet. Okay. Right. But
1: yeah. yeah, but if it's go to the library. I mean, you know, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's just. Sorry, I didn't mean to it, jump in there. not the no, yeah. same, but that's just why that's yeah,
4: that's yeah, Yeah. And then uh, through squeeze a few <laughs> few more in there. We got life mm-hmm. is beautiful. Um, total surprise movie that always like mm-hmm. comes up to mind is just I mean I remember uh, Tony Kotroki, my uh high school teacher, we went to go see this movie, I think my brother maybe too. And we went and somewhere in Downers Grove Theater, it just come out, it wasn't like you know, it had it was still small, didn't Academy award anything mm-hmm. yet and i'm like thinking ah translated movie i gotta write subtitles the whole thing and, and I translated subtitles the whole movie i'm like yeah, yeah this is oh well whatever it's it's like five but well, it was cheaper i think uh to go in and see it or something and and just walked away going wow i never thought i could like like just totally in it like like a subtitled movie like this this was an f- amazing story like again hard and funny and walked a perfect balance on a very tough subject and 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 to me that's amazing and then sandlot you know i just think sandlot's on like is, how can you not watch parts of sandlot so, wendy peppercorn wendy peppercorn is a long
1: any <laughs> kiss are good
2: did you Dave hear the Rude, the king of
4: it's, yeah, it's,
2: the great bambino yeah um did you hear they're making a prequel i heard yeah yeah, yeah and I told you this story I think on the yes. last podcast yes. the uh, Smalls and the Catcher mm-hmm. um, they're grown up now yeah. I guess they were walking around on the street this was on Instagram, Twitter, one of those uh, they were walking around on the street of I think New York City and they happened to pass by a guy that had a t-shirt on that was the You're Killing Me Smalls t-shirt with the Catcher's picture on it and they stopped him and they're like hey can we take a selfie with you and this kid was probably like 19, 20 he had no clue who they were and they had no, he had no clue why they wanted to take a selfie, but he took a selfie with him. And so they posted it up on Instagram. They're like, this kid was wearing the t-shirt that said, you're killing me, Smalls. Did not recognize us at all. We just thought this was a fun thing to do, but it's pretty awesome. Yeah.
4: No, I, I'm curious to see how they are going to do the people. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting.
1: We need to get, make sure, we, um, and I think John's a pretty big baseball fan. And then he kind of deferred, but I mean, the next time that we do a baseball movie like Field of Dreams we gotta make sure and I mean like I will just I should not be on that one but like you and Jeff is like super huge baseball mm-hmm. fans and I know what it means to you and we brought this up because I've seen baseball when we were, figured, when we were doing eight
2: men out we, were we when
1: we did eight men out the yeah. two of us were talking and I think Bo is a pretty big baseball fan yeah. too right mm-hmm. so I mean and I was like, I don't know that I'm the guy that should be discussing eight men out. And
2: so I'm just preempting. We were like the two least qualified guys to talk about a baseball movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I <say>, I think <laughs> you're a pretty big no. baseball fan. I mean, uh, I thought, you know, but, but there were
1: just things that we got into, like, should they be in the Hall of Fame? Should they not be in the Hall of Fame? Mm-hmm. The eight men out because it was the cheese. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then it was just like, my thing I kept coming down to was like, why do we get so up in arms when our games are being messed with? But we don't care about anything else going on the world. But bring those guys in and let's put and and there were so many different angles. And mm-hmm. it's like I've seen baseball figure and I know that you. I mean, I know Jeff's a huge baseball fan and 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 that I know you're a big baseball fan and, and more so. Like I know you have a real philosophical take on sports and its place and. When guys mouth off and it gets labeled as just being passion, it's like, that's not passion. You know, I know that okay. you. So, when the next time we do a baseball movie, we gotta make sure you and Mizzou... And I'm, I'm oh, like, yeah. so no, keep I my to mouth this, shut. To because one, yeah. I, yeah. I, I really wanna hear your thoughts on.
4: It. I'm actually trying to get word, and then one of the next films, maybe by the end of the summer, will be The Natural with the kids.
1: Okay. Hmm.
0: I started
4: watching it, and then I'm like, stop, watch this with the kids. Yeah. I remember this. this that
1: was a. Yeah. Cool. So I just wanted to put that
4: piece in there. That that goes into some morality, too, about throwing games and about things and this and that later on in the natural, so... Yeah.
1: um,
2: Yeah. Cool. Hey, it's John real quick. Um, We ended up having a super-sized episode. Um, We ended up recording late into the evening. Um, And so we're actually going to cut this one. There's a lot of editing to do with this. We talked a really long time, had some really good discussion on it. But um, it is a super-sized episode, so we're going to cut this one in half. So we're going to finish this off right here for episode number 200. And if you come back in episode 201, we're going to finish our discussion on our guilty pleasure movies, our comfort movies, um, our midnight movies, those late night ones that we like to watch, and our juvenile guilty pleasures, the ones that we enjoyed as a kid, but maybe they're not so great anymore or they just haven't quite held up uh, over time. So if you come on back next time for episode number 201, we will be back here with the end of our discussion on our Guilty Pleasure movies. And then after that, uh, coming up really soon on episode number 202, we're going to have our Christopher Robin discussion with our special guest, Teresa Delgado from Disney Vault Talk Podcast. And uh, beyond that, we're going to get back into our 1988 movies. So in the meantime, be excellent to each other and go watch some good movies.